0: Glorious listeners, it's been a month—a month. So, drag yourself out from listening to what is common stuff to listen to these days. Neighbors, watching neighbors. I just stopped watching neighbors. No? I can't
1: tell you how much that makes me happy.
0: Right? Okay, quick—they've waited a month. We're talking about neighbors. Sorry. I did it. Yeah. So, I am in the room with the glorious, the sexy, the mighty beard. That is Mr. Ben Hall. Ben, good evening. How are you? <laughs> I've never had such a good introduction. Well, there you go. He <laughs> kind of reminded me a bit of Jon Snow at the moment, I've been watching uh, oh, Game of Thrones. Jon Snow? I feel like I can live with Jon oh, Snow. Yeah I, can, I, I, yeah, I think you me for a Jon Snow. Snow-type character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little moody broody. You can look at that, but, uh, Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Right. So anyway, um, moving <laughs> on from there. Guys, it's nice to be back with you. Um, we are going to go on to the Hobby Desk, as ever. Um, Ben's been doing a fair bit. Me, not so much, but we'll talk a bit about that. Um, 40k, there's a whole bunch of bits and pieces. Um, Kill Team, so you have got Kill Team, and we've got Kill Team Heroes, and we've got Kill Team Elites, and Kill Team Lords of War, Kill Team Heavy Support Choices, Kill Team Apocalypse, in <laughs> fact. Um... <laughs> uh, any any others that we uh, kill team the scenery years uh all to talk about on on today's show and then um some cool little funko pop dudes as well to chat about mm-hmm. Then into the mortal realms, so it's all gone. Well, it's full of whips and dodgy-looking bondage gear. So it's going to be jolly good fun and here in a, the hobby room that's just tonight. Wish
1: shopping. <laughs> <theme as well>. <laughs> that's <laughs> just what I get
0: advertised on Wish. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that's uh, that's the mortal realms, and then into the community. Ben's going to do the community section um, up at Warhammer Fest over the uh, weekend. Yeah, as long as the guys are still sober. Yeah. Well, I, I would not hope on that anyway um and then finally it's wild week i think wild month i don't know i'm not sure actually who knows well by the time we get there we'll have forgotten anyway won't we so we'll make it up so find out then um guys thank you for joining us let's go on to the hobby desk
1: Hi, guys, and uh, welcome to episode 40 something. 3 43 43rd episode 43's Hobby Disc. That's right, Ben. We've <laughs> only just done the intro. <laughs> so good. Right, um, what have we have got to talk about? We've got a bit of a list. I've got a bit of a list. I've actually forgotten what because it's been a month. I've lost track of what I've done. Don't you put that phone
0: near the microphone? We have all sorts of hassle. We
1: did. Uh, so, what I'm doing is getting out of Instagram to try and remember. All oh, right, okay. Well, that's I feel good.
0: like goblins goblin
1: out, goblin out Okay It feels like I've just done nothing but goblins this year I know I haven't, but it, it does feel like that at the moment Right, so what have I done? What have you done?
0: Well, that's, that's an interesting that delay, isn't it? <laughs> the laying tactic So what have I done? Well, not a great deal um, I'm still working on my Venom crawler It is a little further along than it was in the pictures um, <laughs> I've finished doing the washes now So really, I haven't got a lot left to do on it I'm just pulling him down. I'm just going to highlight edge highlight the brass lightly in some key areas with uh, Vallejo Silver. Um, I've put, I, He will get slightly less shiny because I gloss varnished him to help with the washing, yep. the washes. Um, and then the base is 50% done, really. I'm actually, I think it's a great model and I'm quite pleased with the base as well. It's like crawling across some rocks, rocks and, mm. and I put a few spir- piles of skulls in as you do. Um. so yeah so he's coming along I'm quite looking forward to using him as well he's quick which will be nice for my corn army have something a bit speedy Um. little bit of shooting little bit of combat it has got guns outside yeah he's got little guns yeah yeah they're quite good as well don't know what they do but they are quite good excellent I hear so that's a there we go there's a a good review of the data sheet for the Venom Crawler it's a lot smaller than I thought it was yeah but that's what appealed to me when I saw it yeah because I thought it was real big and I was like, oh, I can't I just can't be dealing with that. They'd be quite good in a unit. Y- y- yeah. They would, wouldn't they? There's another one there in the sprue. <laughs> so you thought <laughs> the same maybe. Yeah. Well no, actually, I bought him and these Exalted Possessed separately. Yeah. And then I was just like, Oh, I'm just gonna get Shadow War or Shadow Spear or whatever it's called. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so those those that he's coming along a bit. Um but I've had a bit of a hobby lull, I suppose, for a while now. Well, um, well a now well
1: over a month
0: well over a month i just i just haven't been feeling it. if i'm honest and um we were talking about it like i think it's just important to chat about really because it's people yeah people might be surprised because i'm like usually very excited and like wow but um my personality is very hot cold anyway i tend to be like yeah i'm doing that and now i'm doing this and uh, currently i'm building a railway track around my garden uh which has taken up a lot of my time but um I think it's important to recognise I don't that, really stop. I don't want really to just say that sentence again. I'm building a railway track around my garden.
1: How many people <laughs> in the world build a railway Quite track? Quite a lot, me? I
0: think. It's only a little one. Like, it's not... We can't ride on it. No. But it will be, like, properly steam powered.
1: <laughs> Love it. It's going to okay. be ace. Yes. I'm very
0: excited. I do like uh, a bit of DIY, so I've been doing that. And obviously, preparing for arrival of Jolly Number 2 as well, so lots of DIY I've had to, also jolly number one has been causing havoc, so I've had to attach the TV to the wall after that got thrown on the floor <laughs> and I've had to put padlocks or locks on the doors into the loft space after he was found in the loft space and um, also put an additional catch on the back gate after he tried to escape that way out of the house so yeah, just typical it's kind of two year old stuff really I suppose But so that's kept me busy um, But I think it's important to recognise that it is a hobby and sometimes you might have a bit of a lull or you might feel a bit stuck. Um, And it can be better just to back off a little bit. And I'm really lucky because I've got people like yourself to bounce off and you've been brilliant keeping up all of the podcast awesomeness. So yeah, and I'm still a little bit there if I'm honest. It's Warhammer Fest this weekend and I'm kind of excited. I think I'm a little bit like I've got a lot of stuff sat behind me to do and paint and that's kind of repressing my excitement about what's coming out new at the moment um yeah i feel like that so naturally being you know slightly overwhelmed by all the stuff i've got to do i thought i'd go out and get something else to do and um, to try and to re-inspire me so talking about you know what what you do then when your motivations lay low so um, firstly just back off for a bit which is fine um and then i really like background and story so ben chambers and i um oh congratulations to ben because he has put it yeah. on facebook so we can say so ben the bass has got a little miniature man which is awesome it is gorgeous oh, handsome man tobias dylan chambers that's right i just thought i'd pause there and get the name right yeah, uh just so congratulations to ben yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he's totally got Ben's hair. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's like they just lifted it off Ben. I suppose that's a relief. You wouldn't want it to have like your hair. That would be worrying. <laughs> Why did I say that? I Let's know. go. <laughs> Keep moving. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So we've come up with this idea to create our own, um, star system uh, and start populating it with background for planets and races and reasons to be there and fighting and grow our sort of 40k hobby. Around this star system, so the star system is called Solaria, I think yeah, probably Ben's done that bit uh, unsurprisingly I have a thing about getting Bens to do all the the key things in my life, and then we've got a planet which is like a marsh world with big hives on it, which is like the capital world, and then there's a mining world, which is essentially i i come up I like the idea of it being trapped. So it has a cycle where one day is about seven Terran days. But in the day, it's like scoured clean by the sun. I've seen that in a few sci-fi things where it's so close to the sun, it's just annihilated. But then, so you have to do everything you want to do by night. But then the moon is locked in orbit behind the planet. So the, the moon is used as like the way station. And then you've got to go down to the planet and you've got like a week to do all your shizzle and then get back off mm. um, or be underground. So we got that planet. So a few different planets. And then we're going to have like a, a space fortress. And the idea is that we'll... Oh, it's out on the eastern fringe, just outside the 500 worlds of, McCrague, uh, of the old of Ultramar. And then it's like a trading hub as well. So the idea is that on some of these planets, there are like clandestine bits going on with aliens and rogue traders and bits and pieces. So there's only like a vague Imperial present. And that way we can build all sorts of different races into it. And then we can reverse the timeline and look at what was going on there in the heresy mm. and have heresy stuff going on because they've got loads went on over there in the heresy. Yeah. Um uh, or, you know, we can also you can obviously you can take Titanicus and have it in the future, but all anything really, role play, you can you could have we can have role playings going on around it. So really just build this world and then and then that will inform our terrain choices and building terrain and just give some backstory to the whole part of the hobby, mm. um, which got me quite excited because that's the similar sort of thing to what I've been dreaming up for Age of Sigma, where I wanted to have this realm trapped like between other realms, which is a snow-capped realm, like a, uh, a snow-locked realm, I suppose. So all my scenery based around that, armies based around that, and the idea that actually if I play RPG game, it would be set there. If I play Warhammer Quest, it would be set there. All the different games set in that setting. Um, so yeah, we thought that, and, and so we decided to start out probably with Kill Team, well, with Kill Team, um, just the standard Kill Team, and uh, I could not decide what i wanted it was one minute it was dark elder then it was absolutely definitely more corn then it was absolutely <laughs> definitely black legion for a moment there it was death guard uh and then it ended up being um oh then it was going to be harlequins or tau and it ended up being tau so i've decided to do some tau um i've always quite liked tau aesthetically. Mm. I really like the white Viola sept. I think it looks flipping ace. I, 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 what I'm planning to do is lay down a base coat of dryad bark and then gloss varnish, chipping fluid, build up my white and then go in and chip off the damage.
1: I'd probably go for pallid Rich Flesh.
0: <clears throat> nah, I like the stark white.
1: I don't think that is white. Yeah, it is. Alright
0: it tells you on the back of the box, these really highly accurate paints. <laughs> Look, it says here, armour, ceramite white. Really? Yeah. So it is. Just well, it's right, we just can ask straight, straight the 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 weekend. No, I'm going to airbrush it, aren't I? I'm, once I've done that, I'm going to gloss varnish it yeah. to get that capillary action going and then pin wash it. it. Yeah.
1: It's a lush model, isn't it, the, cap- the commander? Yeah, so...
0: Um, talking, doing, doing, a kill team, but I've decided to do a commander first, even though I don't think the commander's in the commander's expansion. And we're not planning to use the expansion, but I just want to do something that makes me excited about them. Yeah. And the cold star battlesuit. That is such a XV86 cold star battlesuit. Yeah. That's just such a cool name. And it's really cool. It's really fast in the game. I was reading the codex today. I was like, Oh, this is cool. So yeah, that's, um, I think that's about it. I don't think there's anything else. There's nothing actually finished, unfortunately, but you never know. <laughs> um, so, what about you? So, you've got, you've bought some bits with you. You've bought a cool looking space marine.
1: Yeah, I bought up my, um, I, I had this, yeah, I'm a bit gutted because the little goblin's broken up. I want to talk about that anyway. Um, I brought up my scoop. and I brought up space marine because they're entering them both into Golden Demon. I'm not under any illusion that they're going to do very well, but I just figured that at some point in my life, I'd like to have at least entered. Yeah. So I just did. Um, the Mangler Squig, I loved it, mate. I absolutely loved it. It's such a fantastic model. There's so much going on. Did you paint the two separately or have you painted them as part no, well like as one. Because it's just a nightmare. I said I spoke about this last time. I don't understand how people could assemble something like that after painting it and not make an absolute mess of it um so I painted it all together, and actually it wasn't too bad um If anything, the tree I put on the base got in the way more than the model <laughs> it it's um the little the little snotling dude jumping off has just broken off and it's it's something I want to talk about with the goblins is that there comes a point I think with a model. When it comes to what we use them for, where you go past what their original function was, and it becomes a bit of a problem. And I know I'm probably not making a great deal of sense, but the goblins, I've had so many things break on them that I've had to repair. And I've posted pictures about the little squig with, yeah, yeah. with the angler thing that came off. I don't even know when that came off. I um, mean, it's not like I'm throwing them around. I mean, you know what I'm like with models? It's not. I don't even know where that is. It's probably been sucked up by the hoover by now. But that required repairing. The The dude with the fishing rod, again. I mean, I, my finger brushed that and it snapped. It's not like...
0: So I had to repair that. Did repair that. It broke again. So I thought, I need a solution. I'm not going to lie. Your solution is absolutely flipping genius. So I,
1: I thought a that bit was bit of brilliant. thread. It's yeah. worked quite well and it dangles and moves now. So it's not getting broken. Um I've had that little snotling dude that's jumping off the mango squid, that's just broken off in transit. Um or some point I don't know when. Uh I guess what I'm getting at is that they are stunning models, but more than any range that I've come across so far, they're so dynamic that the attachment points are often really small. But for example the Trogoth has got that spider dangling by a thread. That's gonna get broken guarantee that's going to get broken. And at what point does a model become too delicate that it's not useful as a gaming piece anymore? Mm. That you start to worry about packing them and moving them and transporting them and using them on the table? Because at the end of the day, what they're used for is playing a game with them. And every time I pick that thing up now, I'm going to worry about that snotling just snapping off. Yeah. So... Food for thought. I mean, I, 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 didn't really, I don't want Games Workshop to stop making awesome dynamic models. That would be rubbish, because I think where we are now is really awesome. But at the same time, I've had a bit of a moment with this, this range, because I've just had to fix... So It felt like being back in Games Workshop. You know, when kids yeah. are bringing on all their stuff to fix, and you're like, seriously...
0: How do you how do you fix that and you learn In the past I've I've removed bits of detail like that prior yeah. to building the miniature just because I know they're gonna have broken. Yeah. Um I know you mentioned you you think you don't think the snotling got broken in transit, but I do think that the magnetising miniatures to the bottom of trays is a really power, a really good way forward. Yeah. Because it it's 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 not having the pressure on them at, at all. There is You know, yes, they are, you know, ultimately, a Citadel case, especially the old ones particularly, I'm not so much sure about the new ones, but the old ones, you you could drop them and it wouldn't matter if it was well-packed. It just wouldn't matter. Now, that's not the case with magnetizing it. Yeah. That would be bad. (laughs) But what it does do is it completely removes any pressure on the miniature while it's in storage. Yeah. Um, particularly useful if you do still have any fine cast miniatures because the pressure bends them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got, uh, the old Bloodmaster. Yeah. And he used to bend all the time in the case, but now yeah. he, he's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it just, the only problem is you still have to reach in and get them out. Yeah. Which is the, and that is the point, danger, danger point, danger point yeah, yeah. I suppose. Um, yeah. Cause even like where you've brought him up with that, that stuff next to him but yeah there's still pressure on there's it there's still something in contact yeah. so yeah that's just a way but you are right it, it, it is it's difficult because like you said you don't want them to stop making these awesome things Yeah, but equally you don't want things that are going to break really easily when you want to game with them yeah different if you're displaying a piece on the side yeah I'm like, absolutely yeah yeah do you think just out of interest when you do because you've got another one haven't you I haven't bought another one, but I want another one because I wanted one with a loon boss on and
1: one without. So will you leave that snotling off the new one? I don't know if the snotling... Because they are really different. Oh, right, okay. It's surprising how different they are. Yeah. Um, The kit allows you to build, effectively, two completely different models,
0: um, which is really cool. So I, I don't think... You don't know if he's on there anyway.
1: I wouldn't put him on for the sole reason that... I don't like that kind of duplication. Yeah. Across an army. He he looks cool on the loon on the loon boss. And the loon boss you want a little few cool things going on, like there's a few snotlings running out of the way on the base. And I like that,
0: but I don't know. Don't like To be honest, a jumping in snotling like that, there'll be other things you could use him on. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. yeah. You could give him a little parachute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Case, Like yeah. holding
1: a mus- like a mushroom parachute. Mushroom parachute, yeah. So that was the mind of I mean, I, probably the biggest thing that I did with that was um, new, was really trying to get the spittle to look spittly, um, especially on the end of the tongue. And in the end, I didn't like it. Um, and it's because the spittle on the end of the tongue is actually sculpted on when I put the stuff over the top. I think it was Tom Drinkwater actually said, well, why don't you make it smaller? And I thought, you know what? Yeah. Why don't I make it smaller? So I had this moment where I was standing there in the morning before we went out somewhere. The pair of clippers and the magnus And I was like, okay, bof, off it came. <laughs> I was like, right, it's done now. And then as soon as I went back in the evening and put it all back on, it just looked it just looked so much better. Because you weren't having that sculpted detail underneath that I painted coming through the, the water effect. And it just made a lot more sense. A lot more sense. So I was much happier with that. Um, I really, really, had a great deal of fun painting him. I've also done my Squig herd. Yes,
0: yeah.
1: Following on with the kept with the multi coloured Squig theme, really chuffed with that. And at the same time, I did all of the like other random squigs that I had in the collection, like the stuff from Morgoths, Mologs, Molog. Mologs, and Morg, Yeah, that lot. They are my favourite. I absolutely adored them. That little. Stalag Squig. Stalag Squig, he's brilliant. Oh, absolutely favorite. fantastic. Took me all of half an hour to pick him, and he's my favourite one out of the lot, because he just looks fabulous. Yeah. Um, and the other two from Zagbags, Zagbags... Oh, yeah. Yeah, those. Um, which, interestingly, actually sort of blended themselves into the Squig Herd, which is a probably pretty good indication of how good a quality the Squig Herd is as a, as a kit. That is, a, There's a lot of detail in that kit. Mm. So much so that they break off. <laughs> so, the angler squig I was quite proud of. Um, so, I was talking to Jo about that fish that sits right in the dark and it has a little kind of light. And she was like, Oh, it's not light enough to show the face, but it's sort of light enough to attract attention. I really wanted to have a squig that had that as like a little light. So, it's it sit in a cave and wait there for something to fly in and eat it. <laughs> so, I probably in my next kit, I won't replicate it. I'll use that head and um, probably sort of quasi sculpt body and use it on the dangerous terrain piece. Hey, uh, yeah, that's a great a li- idea! Just a tiny little thing that I can put on a piece of terrain and make. It, so he's in his cave, so he's really yeah, in, with the light on. That's him, a great ah, idea. But, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed him. What else have I painted? Because it's been a fair bit. I've just been gobbling it through. Oh, I painted my little splinter goblin. So there's a nobler with a little... An old nobler with a cane. Oh, man. He's such a cool little model. He's like this old dude. I had this idea that he'd be like a martial arts goblin. So (laughs) anything comes near him, he's walloping in with a stick. So I quite enjoyed it. Again, he didn't take very long, so it was a bit of fun. And then the loon shrine. Oh, yes. I had this... I have a sea of grey plastic on my mantelpiece at the moment, which is my goblin army. And this is a big lump of grey in the middle. And I was like, no, if I get that done, then, um, then I'll feel better about the whole thing. I feel like I've broken the back of it. So, I, and I sat down and was like, it's a piece of scenery. Do I want to spend a lot of time on this? But no, I don't. So I, I sort of zenithed it with a few different colours of, um, greys up to white. So I washed them down, all the stone, and then the first night I got all of like the stone done, and I was well chuffed, and it's like, oh, it only took me three hours, this isn't going to take me very long until... Then I did the mushrooms, and my face broke. 50-odd <laughs> <laughs> of these flaming mushrooms, and of course, because some bright spark had painted them that really bright cream bone blended it to purple, and then somebody followed that up in the book, and wrote about how these purple mushrooms are really important to the goblins. Oh, well, I will have to paint them. Nah. No, I really wish I hadn't. Oh, <laughs> so I did not <laughs> want to spend that much time on it. And I ended up going, oh, that blend isn't quite right, I'm going to have to go back and do it. And in the end, I just like, no, no, walking away from the mushrooms. It just took me hours doing the mushrooms. And they can't all be the same colour, because they're all different shapes, so all the different shapes are different colours, and I hate the mushrooms.
0: And I know
1: you do. <laughs> just need to be burnt and taken from the world. Oh, but I'm really chuffed with how it is. Particularly happy with like how it ties in with the rest of the army using the moss and the greens and the and the red and the and the creams kind of worked quite well, so it, I suppose it didn't take me too long in the end. Maybe ten hours. But I'm quite chuffed with how it came out. Particularly happy with that, where I've got that hanging moss recipe now. Can I was my...
0: just going to say to you you seem to have got that down.
1: Yeah, so I when, remember when I first did it on the Moor Crusher mm. looking back at that it's a bit ropey but as with everything it's, it's the variation and texture that makes things natural so I've been doing things like mixing in flock with the mixture so that it dries within it. So I've been looking at pictures of it and the hanging moss does have like mm. a texture to it Um And then using the moss to blend the top in, I think it's working a lot better. A lot, lot better. What I did find with the loon shrine is when it dried, it went really dark. I was a bit gutted about that. Photographed well, left it overnight, and the following morning I saw it, I was like, oh, it doesn't look very good at all. It's all gone like almost like real dark angel green dark. What, the moss? Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so I went back and highlighted it with, uh, Elysian camo and
0: Ogryn camo, Elysian green and Ogryn camo. Much better. Do you always, so do you paint the moss then? Yeah.
1: In a a sort of way. So it goes on. It's obviously its own green colours. Um, I'm using wooden scenics, various different colours. I can't tell you which ones off the top of my head. That gets put on. Um, the cotton wool gets, Mixed in with a mixture of, um, Estonian camera shade and PVA glue. Um, and then when that dries, it actually goes a lot brighter. So for some reason, cotton wool just sort of looks really dark and then it'll go and go like white. So I, don't know, I really don't know why it does that, but I, you know, I'm no physicist. No and, um, and then let it dry. And when it's completely dry, I go over and wash onto it mm. using Estonian camera shade. Um, serif and Sepia to get the browns into it and Typhus Corrosion to get a little bit more texture and some darkness into it. I think I might have overdone the Typhus Corrosion. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure that's possible because it's so awesome. But it went a bit dark. And then it sort of looks painted in a sense. It doesn't have that sort of... I, I'm not saying this dismissively, but railway look to it anymore. You don't have to... Def-
0: <laughs> you like, watch out, I can't say anything bad about it.
1: No, but you know what I mean. That, that stuff comes straight out of the packet and stays yeah, yeah. on there. Um, and, so, and now it's dry brushed up, it actually looks like it's been painted, in inverted commas. There's some things I'm going to do differently next time. So underneath where I'm putting the moss, I'm going to paint it darker, because no matter how many times I've washed it, you can still see the pale rock underneath it. I don't really want that. I want the moss to be a solid entity. Um, so next time I might paint the area with typhus corrosion um to get like a, a matte dark brown onto it with a bit of texture anyway and then
0: put the moss over the top of that. Do you know what you could do with all these skills for a dangerous piece of terrain? What? Do you remember the Albion campaign and they had the Fen Beast? Yes, I've got the Fen Beast actually. Yeah. Well you could create a Fen Beast, couldn't you, yeah. with all of this? It would be amazing. I think I've actually got that model. Yeah. Dig him
1: out now What yeah. could I use him As a troll yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> Yes yeah.
1: that's got to happen
0: Yeah well there you go Anyway that's good uh, I think that's me Yeah Lots of little stuff Mixed with so, some big stuff So just as a last thing then uh, Hobby Desk I thought it'd be cool To just talk a little bit about Because tomorrow is Warhammer Fest yeah. Day one Which you'll be at yeah. And day two I'm hoping to be at Baby permitting <laughs> um, So to what we've we've been hearing all about or we've been seeing some rather funny videos about this citadel contrast oh
1: the yeah the 50 shades
0: of gray yeah, type, yeah um and the thing, matrix and, one. The, and the matrix and yeah. conan conan have you not seen the conan no one of the that? finer things in life one no oh come on i can't believe you haven't seen that well i've missed that I'm gonna have yeah to be yeah, yeah well, we're gonna have to watch that we'll watch that in a minute um You'll like that. Huh? <laughs> um, so, what do you think it's the going to be?
1: Of their women, does that actually happen? Uh, no, no, oh, Christian.
0: Yeah, so it's 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 uh, to paint your armies and some I can't remember. But anyway, we might say in a minute. But I, I just thought it'd be cool to talk about what what do you think it's going to be?
1: I think it's going to be. Um, I don't think it's going to be an airbrush. I think it's going to be a product. I think it's going to be a little bit like a, like a, a solution that goes on and punches, punches the contrast a bit. Some form of light activated thing. Um, what well, I don't know, it'd be stupid to guess the science behind it, but some kind of it, a simple product, because that's what it looks like that anyone can use. That's going to provide you with an excellent result that may be a bit stylized. It's probably what I'm worried about most, is that we're going to end up with like a Games Workshop style that is based on this contrast thing. But it could be a new range of washes, which would be quite fun. But the wash that I quite like, their wash system at the moment, I like the fact they've got the gloss and the matte, and there's loads of different colours in there. Three colours of green. They need a third colour of brown, I think. So it's something more like Typhus Corrosion brown without all the
0: bits in. Talking right. about brown, they need a brown spray paint. Yes, it is. It's just silly. Yeah. Um, that's what I think it's going to be. Maybe even like a clear solution.
1: That would be quite cool. Like a, like a varnishing system. Yeah. could be that. Well, it, so... What do you think it's going to be? Because you were, you were convinced it was going to be an airbrush for weeks.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. I... See, you could apply contrast to an airbrush. So an airbrush can be used to do excellent stuff with contrast. Um, and it can speed up painting as well, um, if you choose to use it in that manner. But it's not... It's certainly not an easy... It, they're it's not a bad ones, but to it's, use, a, it's a yeah. whole new thing and, yeah. a, and quite a costly one as well yeah. to jump Because it's not into. just the airbrushes. No, the... no. So it's totally... so. I think you're probably closer to the mark, which essentially sounds very, very similar to the army painter dip system, because that's a varnish. Like I've, I've heard, I've literally before army painter came out, people would do that with like furniture varnish, and that's what it is, but branded. So whether it's going to be something along those lines, because the theory behind that is you base coat your miniatures and just dip them, them, and then uh Matt varnish them yep. to take the shine off. Yeah, And the truth is, whatever you think of the process, some of the results are really cool. As an army painting system, I actually think it's one of the best out there. Yeah. So it's a bit brown sometimes, but um it is what it is. is. So probably something like that. But it's I mean it is a big it's a big claim to like say it's gonna revolutionise revolutionise painting and this is the end of all your unpainted miniatures. Because I've got a lot of unpaid miniatures. Yeah. I
1: challenge, that. <laughs> and so, my
0: my experience has been, and and I've spoken a lot about my attempts to find shortcuts, and do, but mm-hmm. ultimately you still need to sit down and pick up the brush. Yeah, because I don't think, and I could be wrong actually, and I'd be happy to take feedback on this, but I think the bigger barrier to people getting armies done. As a whole, if you took a, a cross-section of people, I think it's motivation over time. I think people have got more time to paint than they maybe yeah. realise, yeah, but they don't it, use it because they aren't motivated to do so. You know, you think of all the times you're sat just on the phone flicking.
1: Oh, I don't know what you mean. What, yeah, <laughs> but you
0: still get loads of paint. But we were discussing this before we came out. So I usually go to bed at nine o'clock because yeah. I work early in the morning. You go to bed at one in the morning, so you've got this big window. Yeah. But. Doesn't but, do me any good, though. No, but, but I've got the time. I said to you, it's it's not that I haven't got the time. I just haven't had the motivation to do it. I think the biggest barrier, in my opinion, to painting models, and it goes
1: hand in hand with what you're saying, is the base coat. Mm. Because it's dull. it's It's very simplistic. You're not getting great results. It looks a bit crap as you're doing it. Because it's just a flat color, um, and it takes ages, and you can't mess it up. Because if you if you get it, don't get it all over the place. You know you've got to keep it nice and neat. You've got to make sure it's in the right place. You can't miss any parts of the model. And it is, I think, the most time-consuming part. And I think motivating yourself to do that is really hard. And I think, I think any part of a system which really wants to break that. Is the end to unpainted models, it needs to break the base coating phase. Because actually, once I've base coated the model and washed it, I'm on a home straight from that point. I'm flying, because I'm highlighting up, and I'm like, oh, that's looking great, and this is looking good, and that's cool, and things start to come alive, and I'm driven forward because I'm, I'm, I am want to see what the next bit looks like. But when I'm doing the base coat, I'm like... Whoa. So I think I think that this product is going to be aimed at the actually, end bit, the end bit—the bit that I enjoy. So once it's base coated, and I think the answer to getting your ba- your, all your models painted is to hire someone to base coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'll be honest, um, because if I if I just had all my models base coated and I do all the rest, I'd be be happy with that. Mm. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe contrast is actually the new name for the Citadel painting team where you can send your models off and get them painted by. Maybe it's an,
0: an, an artificial intelligence. <laughs> anyway, so that's quite a lengthy hobby desk. Um, but uh, yeah, but I think worse. we have some... Yeah, we have. I think we had some good bits to talk about. Uh, so thank you for joining us. for my terrible introduction, my... Had no idea what was what was like. what was going on, but that's all right. I do that every every episode, dude, for a little segment right at the start with loads of excitement. But under that excitement, no clue what's going on. So, um yeah, really good to do a hobby desk uh, after a month. Um I can't promise there'll be much on my hobby desk in a month's time. Um Something fairly major due to happen in between now and then. Yeah. The good news so is, excited. I know it is exciting. I'm very excited now. I'm very excited. Now that I've seen Ben with his little one, I'm like, oh! So, um, the great news is it's nearly, uh, it's seven minutes to midnight at the moment. So, um, I'm allowed another Fanta tomorrow because I'm supposed to only be drinking one a day. So I'm, I'm excited now <laughs> as a buzz is on. So, um, yeah, I'll stop wittering. Let's move <laughs> <So good. laughs> into the galaxy of war. Welcome back, glorious listeners, to the grim and dark world of 40k. World, um, galaxy, galaxy world, world, of galaxy of worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Where I am, uh, I'm getting glared at because uh, Mr. Hall was none the wiser to the the plans of world creation that have been discussed. So, nope. I've tried to tell him that um, I was waiting to just see him in person, but he doesn't believe me. No. Um, don't, can't think why. Blame. Um, yeah. So anyway, Grim Darkness, far future, what we're going to talk about today.
1: It feels weird, isn't it? When you get those, those massive, like, releases, you're like, oh, nothing's happened for 40k. Because it hasn't happened in three weeks.
0: Yeah, I know, (laughs) it's
1: strange. it's ridiculous. Whereas actually this massive thing happened with Albedon and, you know, the the second Vigilist book, and I think we're still on the back of that. Mm. Um, I can't, we've had Kill Team Elites. Yes. We've had a joke about that. Well, well,
0: Kill Team Elite isn't out yet. It's out this weekend. But it's out this yeah. weekend, yeah. Um, it's going to be available
1: to, to tomorrow, I think, at Warhammer Fest, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think we, I think we ought to talk about that because when, when Kill Team first came out, I was super excited about it. It seemed like a self-contained box where you, it was focusing on those everyday guys or troopers that are gathered together in a combat zone to do a specific mission and then off they go and do it. And then we've had commanders and now we've got elites. And the, you had a joke about it, but it it's starting to come to the point where if there was vehicles in it, I wouldn't be surprised if that, that happened. And that's not, I don't really, for me, that's not what it was about. And I feel that, feel that we have moved away from that kind of purity and I liked that purity quite
0: a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to be fair, uh, I haven't played it. So I don't know. I can't honestly comment on the clunkiness or not of having those additions. And having to look between multiple rules. I can only talk from experience of that in the past. Mm. And also, as somebody that's coming to Kill Team, as I've discussed already, I'm coming to it now. I've got, you know, I've got this idea to do Kill Team. And I'm actually, I'm looking at it. Ben and I, are, at the moment, things do change. We've agreed that we aren't going to use the expansions. We're going to. Because it's a bit overwhelming. Because it's just too much. It's, mm. it's too much to then have to get that. And because you're then, you're playing another game now. I suppose it leads back a little bit though to what we've spoken about this before with what, because we are hobbyists who enjoy the broad offering, maybe, you know, what it, maybe what it's about is just giving more depth to people that just don't want to play or don't have time to play 40k. And yeah. actually, saying to those people, "Well, actually, it's okay. You don't have to just use the basic troops. You can use your, you leads. can use your elites, the, these models, or you can use your heroes." And because I haven't read the rules, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. H- how much I? more there, there's needed, uh, and how much more? So, yeah, I, I think ultimately, you don't you don't have to get all these things. So, for example, so Ben and I, what our intention to do is to play kill team to start with because it's a small number of miniatures. Yeah, And the reason we're both doing it together is because we're both having a kid. Yeah, So it it will, you know, the idea is that the fact that we're slow at getting stuff ready won't matter so much. Um, And the games won't take very long. And the games won't take very long. But then what we're going to do is jump to like 400 point patrols with the patrol detachment from mm. 40k and and go that way. Yeah. Um But that's just that's just a, an approach. And actually it's really cool that we've got the ability we've got there's flexibility there to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So so I think Yeah, yeah I think this is why it's always good to talk these things through really and think about them. Because somebody has ultimately sat down and thought about it and, and how it's
1: I hadn't thought about,
0: about that concept that it's
1: giving people that depth and they're opening the range to the people whose kill team might be their thing. And exactly. their only thing. They might do primarily Age of Sigma, and kill team is their, their route into 40k. Or their only part of 40k that they're interested in. Because they're not interested in the big army, they just want a little bit. But
0: yeah, I hadn't seen it from that perspective. So I... I guess otherwise somebody. it would be like bringing out um... Underworlds, but not doing the expansions, wouldn't it? Yeah. So got and the to thing keep I like about Underworlds it is this field, it does feel contained,
1: even though now there's a lot of gangs. Um, I don't feel like you need them all. I think you could do alright in Underworlds playing it if you just had the starter box and the gang that you liked, or Warband that you liked. <laughs> you
0: still do alright. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't really know enough about it and the cards and um, to 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 know really, but yeah. So that's Kiltie and our thoughts on Kiltie. I'm quite. We'd be interested to know actually if people have got thoughts. Let us know. Maybe we'll even go go crazy and put up a post about Kiltie. Thing is, what I don't like doing is putting up posts that then generate negativity. We've spoken about this before, and we're really lucky because our community seems very positive. But sometimes you put. Like, I've seen lots of things about Kill Team. The reason I've clicked onto this and had a joke about it is because I've seen lots of posts and what you get is just, you know, negative view, negative view, negative view, negative yeah. view, negative view. And actually, there's nothing wrong with sharing a positive view. No. No. So, you know, let's no. go out there and be a bit novel for a change. So, um, don't, that's not to say don't want to hear when people are maybe like, oh, the, you know, I don't like X because of, but like what we've, we've just said, we've not played it, so we're not commenting from that point of view. Um, so if you have played it, and you have a negative or a positive experience, that would be cool to know. Mm. Somebody with that bit of experience, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's that bit.
1: I think m- moving on, I think the main thing we to is to. Yes. Because, I mean, we've... Well, this has been awesome teasers over the last couple of weeks. Mm. We're both particularly fond of the new White Scar Terminators. Yes. Really dynamic, really clean, but still clearly White Scar, with some different stuff going on. I love those kind of long, you know, I do Lloyd painting, but thigh slappers. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's that sort of um, almost like samurai plate in a way. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me of as soon as I saw it. Um, really like that. Really like them a lot, actually. I think what the Tartarus, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. That really suits the kind of dynamic Terminator quite well, because I think the Phoenicians, um, the Empress Children Terminators, they're Tartarus as well, aren't they? I think so. They're like sort of walking great spears. Yeah. They seem to be kind of like the more close combat suit. Which is why I'm leaning quite heavily towards having more of them in my space wolves, which I really want to do at the second half of this year, is to start, because it's the only system I don't have a thing for. Mm. Is to is to get my space wolf for thirty k done.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to. I would love. I don't. I don't know. I haven't looked at the seminars, but I suspect it's probably happening on Saturday because most of them are. But... Yeah. The, the, the Horus Heresy one. Yeah. Just to hear what's going on. Cause it just, and I was talking to Ben Chambers about this, and, and I was saying, like, it feels like the buzz is not the same for Heresy right now. As it used to be. As it used to be. Yeah. But I, I think it's quite a lot to do with how successful <clears throat> 8th edition's been. Yes. Um, but also, it's hard to tell sometimes whether that is actually the case or whether that's more to do with our per my personal hobby. So there was a point where me, Tom and Ben were collecting 30k armies yeah. and talking about 30k all the time. And then we went to Southampton and played in a 30k event. And surprise, surprise, there was a lot of buzz for us about heresy. Yeah. Because yeah. we were doing all those things. Yeah. Whereas now, I haven't got my heresy army out for a long time. Um I do feel a little bit like... Dropping some of the bits and pieces, so like the certain armor marks and stuff like that has has undermined it a little bit just personally as a collector, so when you choose to do a heresy army you you are you are choosing to put the collection first, really above and the narrative because you are going to almost certainly spend more money on something that you could buy for less money mm. because you're going to get it in resin. But you're doing that because you're bought in to creating something from the background. Yeah. Um, now, so the, the reason this is poignant is I would like to go and do a World Eaters Army because it seems appropriate. Um, but to do that, I really would like Mark 2 and 3 Assault Marines. But I don't believe you can get Mark II and III assault marines anymore. You can get
1: three, I think, but I don't. They got rid of 2 mm. For sure they did. There, there is no Mark II armor available to sale anymore. Which I think I think you're right. With a lot of the other stuff, if they were getting rid of the weapon upgrade kits, there was an alternative that you could use. Yes. Um, so if you didn't like one, you know if you getting rid of a rotary cannon for example there would be a different mark of rotary cannon that was available but when they get rid- got rid of the Mark 2 armour in completion I-, I thought that was I do I do think you're right because I would love to have a unit of wolves done in Mark 2 just one squad would
0: be enough but I'm actually just looking now yeah so like you've got there's Mark 4 assault squads I mean, some of the tanks are just amazing. What's that? says so Mark 5 Assault Squad, Mark 4. There's a Despoiler Squad, Mark 3, but that's not Jump Packs. <laughs> You know, and I know there's the age old you should have bought it while it was there, but I just, I just feel a bit like no, there aren't any. I I just think that's something about heresy that was cool. Is having that those options, yeah, yeah, and that's not there anymore. So that's a shame. Um, it's like book eight is out, and I really should get it because I've got one to seven. And the last thing you want is a collection that's incomplete of those books.
1: They've actually just released a couple of them in paperback. Yes. I hope they're not getting to get rid of the hardback option forever, because <laughs> I couldn't stand having them in different. No, no. That would drive me crazy.
0: Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Hmm. So, yeah, I like the White Scars Terminators, as you do. I think they're very cool. The new knights as well. Yes. So there's a guy who looks like he's been on the roids. Massive. That briefing. big one, yeah. Oh, I don't think that's as nice as the little one. I think the little one's nice. I think they've
1: done a great job with the armager. Yeah. Really have. I mean, I love the armager anyway. Yeah. But it's, it's quite hard to imagine when you look at a model. If someone put the armager in front of me and said, how could you make that better? I'd go, well, why do you need to? But now I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I don't want the normal one, I want the, yeah, the yeah. new one. Because <laughs> yeah, the new one it's really amazing. nice, isn't it? And I suppose that's why design teams get paid what they do. I think I think they're fantastic.
0: Love them. Lots of stuff coming out for Necromunda. Yeah. So this weekend we've got the cordor dude. Yeah. The executioner dude. They've remodeled the, the head to make it look less uh, like... Political activist, <laughs> of the um, wrong i more like a dude of the wrong <laughs> kind, yeah. So, and that, and again, that's another interesting thing. I mean, if if you've got if you've got a miniature that offends a group of people, and you could redo it so that it doesn't offend anybody, yeah, why would right you not? Choice. And and actually, the only people it will offend is the people who like to get offended about. The fact there are people that get offended about things. <laughs> That's a crazy situation. Which <laughs> is just mental, isn't it? There will be people. There will be people that will be livid because, you know, oh, you changed it because of this, that and the other. Well, boo-hoo. I quite like the new one. Actually. Yeah, I do as well. So, I think it... And it's Cordor. That's the model that inspired my Cordor arming. So I'm just chuffed he's coming. It's still gritty,
1: still grimdark, still nasty looking. Yeah. Still got that wicked candle arbor around his and head. The thing
0: is, there's loads of like little model railway traffic cones you can buy and stick on his head if you want. So
1: That was not appropriate what I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I could have ended up with that all over your face. Yeah.
0: So um <clears throat>
1: I love the new hired guns. Yeah. I absolutely love the hired guns. I, I just I cannot express how much I love the hired guns. And I'm not just talking about the ones they're just releasing, I mean, all of them.
0: There's one with like, is it like um, a cloth sack or something on yeah. his head? Yeah. Have you thought of that look? Me? Yeah, I just, I think it would be quite appropriate. Yeah, I think probably. Yeah, it would.
1: yeah. Mm. With I, the beard showing. With the beard showing. I look yeah. Like, little head hood, I'd look quite a lot like 30k spacer from there.
0: Yeah. Apart
1: from my gut, it's considerably larger than a third case baseballs. Um Where am I? Yeah, the, the hide guns. I love them because each one of them, is a completely different character, and they're they're allowing them to really look at like. It's they're creating such a texture to the Necromunda. I just absolutely love it, and I love the fact that on them. They're quite clearly elements of the house that they might have been in, just sort of there but not there, a bit of their past, a mixture of two different houses, perhaps, where they've worked with multiple people. Just, I just think it's great because 40k can get really minimalised. You've got your army, and that's what it is, you know, but even you know, we forget that these worlds that the spacemen are coming into may never have seen a space marine. It may be like us trying to imagine what it would be like if a Viking walked in the room. You know, when we're literally talking that kind of time. And those kind of worlds like Necromundo, or, you know, the hive planets, the the, the civilian planets, creating that kind of texture, that tapestry, that right down in the slums and underhives. I really love that. The more they do it, the, like the Blackstone Fortress, the you know the kilting and road trader all of those things that add that kind of little depth and in the, in the corners I love it and the and the the hired guns for me epitomize
0: that yeah it's good um interesting have you seen the vox cast with for, with mark bedford not yet no so mark bedford is like my hobby hero i suppose somebody who i really like like obviously you're you know you, you follow like so Darren's anything. painting and Tommy and Max, and you know, mine, it's it, Mark's stuff. I, I just, because for me, what his kind of approach to hobby and the way he approaches like painting, and he talks a lot about understanding what you actually want out of what you're doing, yeah, yeah. which is something I always talk about. Yeah. And, um, I, I love loads of stuff. So what he does, his, his role is concept artist and he does loads of concepts and stuff for Necromunda. Hmm. And then he goes over and he gets involved and helps in the Warhammer world with the building the big displays and all of that stuff. Uh, and he says he loves his job because he basically just rocks up and goes, "Whoa, really excited!" Doesn't have to think about any of the logistics or anything, and then just go, walks out. So he just goes into a room, creates havoc and cool ideas, and then goes back out again. That just sounds like a great, great job. So sounds like you. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, but he's talk. He talks about that in Necromunda, yeah. and he talks about how they wouldn't. Want to introduce a space marine? No. Um, and he talks about how it's cool because they were working on because we know about this about the uh, the idea of the interlinking needs of the different gangs. Yeah. But then extrapolating on that and looking at well, actually, there's going to be water. So how is water dealt with? And you've got the water. So you've got the water guild, and then yeah. you've got like, the merchant guild yeah. or the guild of coin. Yeah. Um, and being able to to explore those things. Yeah. And because he, he talks about how, like, people keep saying, you know, oh, let's have the Ratskins or let's have the Redemptionists and, you know, get the things back from the old Necromond. But he's, what he's saying is, well, that, well, actually, yeah, that was cool. But this yeah. is going to be even cooler. Yeah. Because this is new Necromond now with everything yeah. we've got. Um, That was great. That was great to listen to. Um. Amongst other things, so another great Voxcast. I'm really enjoying Voxcast and Stormcast when yeah. I get the chance to listen to them. Um, really good insights. Um, so, yeah, so that's that. Um, oh, Blood Bowl. There's a couple of book miniatures just not not hit. That's I've more, not seen them. More the, more the next section. I, I know it is, but it's Forge World. I don't know. What? No, it's fine. We'll wait. Let's wait. We'll wait. We might need the content by the time we get there. <laughs> um. So, so moving on from Forge World, then. Yeah. Oh, except for the fact that I want some Remora drone fighters, and if I go to, one of that's I might get some. they're <laughs> cool? Um, and I want like two of them, I want, like, a level, so yeah. them on like different levels. Yeah. Called them poles and stuff. Yeah. They're yeah, yeah, um, great. I wonder how big they are. Oh, they're only little. What with the wings out.
1: Yeah. That, we just totally sort of gestured. That's the <laughs> that, that, that,
0: this that is on. podcast gold, that yeah, is. It's
1: absolutely spot on.
0: So um last thing that we were gonna touch on was the Funko chibi revolution with action heroes. Bandai. Bandai. Yeah. Yeah, so I need all the Funko Pops. Yeah, t- yeah. So Hi- so I was finishing
1: in the space for fun. And then they re released new pictures again. I was like, you know what, no, i just go all Yeah.
0: Every single one of them. So I remember when they first announced it, or first they put up like a a teaser. Yeah. Right? And um I messaged Ben Chambers and I said, Oh, I think this is gonna be Funko Pop, so it's nice that it's something that I'm not gonna want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then they appeared, and I'm like, "Oh, they're so cool!" And then now they're doing um, little chibi versions of some characters, a couple of which look really freaky. But so chibi, yeah, the episode is terrifying. Yeah, so, and the little inquisitor with the little hat. Yeah. Um. So they're really good article on Warhammer community, um, and it even talks about the fact that they aren't going to be for everybody. Like they know that, but. They will entice some people and introduce some people to the worlds, and I think that's really cool that they just put that out there, and that's why they're doing it. And it says in there that chibi is like it means to shorten or to make smaller or something yeah. in Japanese. Yeah. And they're really big in Japanese culture. Yeah. So that's great if it's gonna boost it sales and stuff over there. Um but it's nice to see they're gonna go worldwide with it. I uh I like it because one of the things I liked about The
1: Voxcast with Dan Abner is that he was allowed to talk about the other universes that he works in. I say allowed. He talked about those universes. um, And it would have been easy for them to say, no, just talk about 40k. But he's worked on Marvel, he's worked on DC, and those are big universes, big characters. And he was able to compare them readily to 40k. There is as much depth and background to the 40K universe as there is to the Marvel universe, cinematical, you know. The amount of fiction that's out there now, the amount of background, the amount of codexes that fill those gaps in, and the amount of characters, they're there. When I go into a toy shop and the Funko Pop shelves there, I'm a little bit like, oh, I want Thor. Well, I want that dude. I think it's amazing that now the 40k universe is starting to creep into the mainstream where people who have no idea what this part of the hobby is, pointing at the piles of miniature, know what a space marine is.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great.
1: Know that kind of silhouette. So it stops being that weird back street thing that it was when we first started 20-odd years ago and becomes something that is easily recognisable. That is normalized, that is awesome, but people will go oh yeah, I know why. I know Space Marines not for me, but they're pretty cool just like people do with Thor or yeah, whatever yeah. and I think that's that's brilliant
0: the fact that there's a Bandai action figure coming out, is just so cool but I don't even know Do you know what's going to be great? You what? know like when they did Action Man and then they did him like a Chal- Chaloner tank Yeah <laughs> Repulsor <laughs> to that scale. Yes. Yeah. Just to like,
1: change the scale of forty k, so everyone's playing with Bandai Space. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. That's genius.
0: I know, right? A <laughs> 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 team with foot Space roots. Do you know, I wonder if there'll be anything. This is totally not connected, but I wonder if there'll be anything about Apocalypse, the new Apocalypse, this weekend. I'm hoping so. Cause the they... reason that came into my head is because you you talked about playing 40k at a different scale. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about Epic, and I was thinking about. I used to think it'd be really cool to play with the Epic rule set, but with 40k miniatures. Yeah. And then I was thinking about Apocalypse. So, uh, there's the link. Isn't there? There used to be a thing on the radio, Tenuous Link. Yeah, anyway. yeah, Um Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, they did they sort of put the seed down a little while back, and they haven't heard anything at all since. So, I suspect it might be. While we're talking about Japanese type stuff, Heroes Three. Yeah, it's um Death chaos. Guard. Oh man, that dude with the like the stubber thing. Looks I was so happy. Diff. That's um that's a that's a like a what's it? Flames, but pus, but cannon, it? or something. Oh, that's less exciting. Yeah, but I I must admit I was really pleased that you were happy because I was half expecting a rant about how chaos is just getting everything no, okay, and chaos same. again and chaos this and mmm it's not got enough beards and where are the wolves?
1: No, I'm not. I think it's important that those things that show the world what 40k is also show them what the enemy is because. Mm-hmm. Thor, Thanos, I'm using Marvel a lot Thanos is as big a character as those you know, heroes are
0: There's got to be a reason for there to be a hero Exactly. You can't be heroic if there's no the And a
1: space marine in that massive suit of armour isn't all that heroic until you see him striding into Death Guard and turning them into chowder and bits of gore flying everywhere and he still looks awesome and epic at the same time So you need the bad to make the good look better.
0: You can hear the. That's chaos how listening. it works on this podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's why I come across as such a great presenter. Oh, burn! <laughs> anyway, devastated. After that, shall we go into the mortal realm? No, I'm going to go to bed. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> That's all right then. Should we go then?
1: What to bed? No, what realms.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Great. Look at the bed. Cool. Right. Dudes, we've had some refreshments. You make sure you grab some and we will be back through the realm gate. Ooh. You could, you know, they could do a series a bit like, do you remember stars in their eyes? Through the realm, through, <laughs> no, through the realm no, gate. Through
1: the keyhole. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's fine? Yeah. know, Abaddon's bedroom. <laughs>
0: Nobody needs to see that. <laughs> On that terrifying note <laughs> Hi, it's your introduction Go Go? No, we are we recording? Yeah.
1: Oh, hi and welcome to the, we've gone through the Realm Gate, and we're
0: in Mortal Realms, that's what we're doing. Tonight then, I'm going to be a loon boss. <laughs> <laughs> loon boss.
1: Well, loon curse, what a story. We have to start with that, because that's just funny.
0: What, they got Nick? they got Nick. The lorry got hijacked driving to Greece. Just that's fantastic. It's now become so mainstream; it's getting nicked off the backs of lorries. I wonder if they knew it was filled with lucas. Oh, absolutely! I bet it's just a goblin connector and a silver neck connector, <laughs> it's and they were just, it just like, right on. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's such a goblin thing to do to hijack a lorry right across Europe. Yeah. I wonder if it happens often.
0: I wouldn't have thought so. It can't happen that often. It's um. It is suspicious, though. I thought that the lorry has been hijacked, and some kind of shipment issue has happened with the Sylvan F release. Mm. Maybe there is like an anti-Sylvan F movement.
1: Yeah, there needs to be one.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So, Age of Sigma, we should start with Sylvanesh. Yes, because I have to start with Sinesh? zero love for slanesh models, at all, never been interested. Couldn't give a monkeys. Whenever they were talking about slanesh releases, I could quite happily foresee. Quite happily foresee. No interest in them at all. Whenever I read about them, I just want them to be punched in the face. Lucius Eternal turn on to have his.
0: I hate Lucius.
1: And then I saw the keeper of
0: secrets. <laughs> I
1: was like,
0: oh, oh my days.
1: I could actually just go out and buy that straight away, immediately. Go straight to the shop and buy at least two, so I can do all the different positions. Because I I think that that model it captures Slanesh so perfectly, the grace, the power as well. I mean, it's not he's not a wee little thing like the old one used to be, and the total nonchalance. It's just walking into battle. Like I'm all right. This will be a bit of a party. (laughs) Are you ready for all of this? (laughs) I just think it's fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. And not only that, but the other ones are too. That massive giant dude with the whopping great axe and the, the demonet thing with the whip, whipping the demon prince. I don't know what he's called. Oh, absolutely brilliant. And if we don't see that in painting competitions within the next six months... Or even perhaps this weekend.
0: I'll be stunned. Yeah, I know. It's awesome, isn't it? It's fantastic. It reminds me of um, Xerxes from 300. Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I like the portal thing as well. Yeah. I think they've done a fantastic job with them. If they can get someone like me interested in the models who couldn't care a monkeys about them beforehand. I think they've they've
0: they've done something
1: quite remarkable
0: really. I was looking up because I was gonna to say to you, I think one of the things that I thought um showed how awesome that model is, is somebody had done a picture online where they'd given it a microphone. Yeah. And it was striding onto um striding out onto the stage. Yeah. To make it look like and I just thought, do you know what? Much as that's like taking the mic, that is exactly why that model's great. Because, like you said, it just looks like it's coming out it's to shamer. do a performance, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I uh, I just think it's fantastic. It's like the Freddie Mercury
1: of Greater Demons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I own this battlefield. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that piece of art where the corn um, bloodthirster is all there, all rage. And he's about to get absolutely brutalised. And he doesn't even know it. He's like, oh, I've got this. But his axe has been trapped. His other arm's been trapped. His wings have been pinned. And he's got her spear <laughs> straight for his heart. And like, oh boy, you're in trouble. <laughs> but you don't even know you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> it is. Oh, that's great. Look, the microphone. Son, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. It's so great, isn't Rhapsody, it? yeah,
0: So... Obviously, it's important to note that in that piece of art, the blood is about to kick. It's, it's dead. Back. No, it's dead. Mate,
1: no. it's dead. It's about to go no. back to core and then corner go. What happened? And they go, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was about to hit it, and then suddenly I couldn't move, and I was dead. Yeah, yeah. Because you can almost imagine that all of those things that are blocking everything that he's doing happened so fast, and yeah. then the spear is just like. Sort you out. I think it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I, I, I was stunned by how much I liked it actually, and I've been trying to talk myself out of (laughs) going to the dark
0: side since. You do not need that. You've got plenty of things to be doing. I have. I have. So yes, Slanesh. really good.
1: Yeah, superb. Let's go back to Loon Curse because we we sort of joked about it, but there's some cool stuff in there. Um, it's sold out everywhere, so clearly people are loving it. Was gutted. I was genuinely gutted that there was the 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 uh, Loon Boss on a giant squig, having just almost finished painting my Loon Boss <laughs> on a giant yeah. squig that I was convinced was not going to change because it had been on the website up until Loon Cur- Curse came out. Um, But it's so much better. Oh, yeah. It's like a... Yeah. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It's got to go my army. Well, obviously. But what I think is really exciting is the Sylvaneth. Because they're one of the first armies that they did. And now we're starting to see some new shizzle for them. And that Revenant
0: Lord dude is... Cool, isn't it? Yes, and I like the age of the worm. Yeah, that's ace. That's really cool, and shows a bit bigger spite. I think that's great. Mm. This one is one of the spites? Um, I quite like how
1: clean it is. Yes, really simple, really clean. Not a massive amount going on. You can really, as a painter, focus on those lovely clean panels and getting your you know making it work for. You the kind of painting but at the same time it's simple enough that you could just whop it out pretty
0: quickly I also like the fact that you could clearly just have a pokeball and throw it at the battlefield and it be like go and it will come out
1: what? it does look oh, a bit pokemon. like a pokemon oh, yeah I see yeah yeah
0: um, but cool. I love it and don't get wrong I don't like it and there's this really scary floaty tree thing yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um what I'm
1: probably most excited about is the um, is the grove. What biker grove? No, the, the woodland grove. <laughs> yes, I think they're great. <laughs> I was actually slightly disappointed that they weren't like a new tree release because they look so good. I was hoping that they were. There would be a new tree release. Yeah, um, but they're not. They're they're like best terrain. Specialist train, which I, I think is ace. I'm going to buy some anyway, because or well, Joe can use them. Or we end up buying two packs, and I can have a like a corrupted grove with all my hanging moss and In case.
0: Yeah, that would look good. A few spiders on there that it can break off. Or... Yeah, I can't see. I'm sure I saw some more stuff on that. Oh well. Um, <laughs> there, what else is there? There's the a... There's a little flying beasties coming out of something on the ground, Mm. put them as the third sort of spell thing. Yeah, the the spells seem to be their sprites, which I quite like. Spites. Spites. Is it spites or sprites? I thought it was sprites. It might be sprites. I think you might be right. I'll let you be right on this occasion. You let me be right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just today. Okay. Not too regularly. Um. Yeah. Lost my train of thought, so I'm trying <laughs> to look for something on the internet. Uh blah, blah, blah.
1: What I'm quite chuffed about, I'm really excited to see, is we're getting the almost the same pace of Age of Sigmar Army bugs as we were with forty K Codexes now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh well, it's going now. One a month, isn't it? Easily one a month. There they are. I knew I'd seen them somewhere. Well the pictures of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm hoping we get I, might, I was actually hoping to get a bit more of a silver net release, to be honest. More models. Oh, do you know what that means? Iron Jaws. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there'll be so a lot of
0: excitement for them, won't there?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I'm like I'm on television. I'm bouncing up and down. Bouncing up and down. Um, that's alright, it picks up that. Not oh, the bouncing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see what their scenery is.
2: Foot of gog.
1: Oh, that's gotta be in. It's got to be in. Oh, please, a big foot. I need a big foot. Or I'll just make a big foot. <laughs> that's
0: what they say about people with big feet. Yeah, small hands. Big shoes. <laughs> um, so, wanted to talk a little bit about Forbidden Power. Yes. Because the scenery is in White Dwarf. Yeah. Oh my days. It's big. It's huge. I really like the, the two halves going together to make the round temple. Yeah, yeah. That's my favourite. I think that's really cool. I do like the Griff Hound Sphinx things. Yep. Yeah. They're quite snazzy. Um, so you were saying just before we started about what, what is Forbidden Power. So yeah, I
1: haven't really got my th- head around it yet.
0: So basically, the bit I've read, um, is that essentially Sigmar when he first found the realms, yeah. so before the Pantheon, yeah. he was going around the realms and then he would come across things or creatures and fight them because they were bad. Um but some he either couldn't banish entirely or c- you, you know couldn't completely get rid of them or destroy them. And the same with like magic artifacts as well. He would find artifacts that were really powerful and they were just so powerful that he he didn't think they should fall into the hands of others. Yeah. So he hid them in yeah. storm vaults, and that's what these pieces of terrain are covering. These storm. Oh, vaults. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he did all of this, and he never told the other gods in the pantheon, right?
1: Either. That went probably down. I yeah. So
0: now the necroquake has happened. Yes yeah. The. the no gas neck, or quick thing, and that has split some of these storm bolts and, and cast aside some of the illusion that was hiding them. Yeah, and now they've been found. So, forbidden power is about the contents of these storm Vaults. So, we're seeing things and power and artifacts and what have you that were around a long time ago, and creatures. Possibly, I don't know. But we're right? not there yet. Yeah, but, um, and, and essentially, as you'd expect, the Stormcast are going to try and secure that stuff and put it back in. Yeah. And Nagash is like, this is another example of Sigmar being a tool. say. So, because you know,
1: Nagash
0: not... is an upstanding member of, upstanding member of <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> he is. Okay. Um, I read somewhere about the, it...
0: It also being about mercenary rules. Yes, you can. You are right. Where Dan was talking to me about that. So you can How have you seen that. Yeah, you can have like so. Fire slayers could fight for my chaos army, for mm. example. Which actually should always have been the case because they do even in their original background for fire slayers. There's a bit where they get hired by a corn guy to go and kill another corn guy. Yeah, and stuff like that. What you need to do every time
1: Firestar is playing a corner on me is have that recording of Brian Besson going, What?!
0: Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that shouldn't happen. But it does. Do you know, I've just realised I talked all about that motivation thing and that's what I should have done. Just listen to that <laughs> yes. again. This is my car. It's in my over here. Oh no, it's, it, you mean my coffee's in your car? Yeah. Oh right, cool. You're going back? Yeah, I will. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what you needed to do. That's what you needed.
1: Yeah. I love that scenery. It's really great. Centerpiece stuff. Like
0: I'm so blown away by how big it is. Yeah, no, it's huge. massive. Yeah. yeah, and I'm really excited about the quality of it because having put together the the spells and the yeah that altar of corn thing yeah um all of which were produced in China. So designed here but made in China, yeah. uh, Like the scenery kits often are, and in the past, the quality of that stuff has been
1: not as good as not as good.
0: And and you get bigger gaps inside, but those were superb, yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, I think I said on the podcast, if I had left them overnight in pieces in the morning, I'd come in and put them together. Yeah, that's how good they were. But in great if they would base code themselves as well.
1: I was just thinking, I really wish my lord did that. It would be brilliant. <laughs> so I wake up in the morning and they all
0: base code. I've got like the Fantasia theme tune going through my head. It's <laughs> 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 so all marching together. So. Yeah, um, I think I'd literally run out of the house.
1: Suggest-
2: <laughs> <laughs> so <would> I <laughs> so I.
1: <could laughs> that thing started walking around.
2: I
0: know. I am gone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oof. It'd be quite funny if he had a little pink tutu on, wouldn't it? Oh, you bloodthirsty. Yeah. Please do that. That'd be brilliant. getting he, y- like he does a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah. I think the Fantasia music made me think about it. To do that. Yeah, I'll get one of them. I got a pink tutu somewhere. Which you must do. <laughs> <laughs> it won't fit on him, mine. Nope. Um, I've gone lost. Well, hang on, on, this backtrack. Fantasia music. Forbidden planet. Forbidden Planet? <laughs> forbidden Power.
1: Of course. of great. Right,
0: so, that's Forbidden Power. We've spoken about that now. So, um, again, going back to something we started with, really funny video about uh, the Warhammer potting shed. That's great. Adam Troke channeling our accent. And I've just seen Conan. Yeah, you've just seen Conan. <laughs> <laughs> They're brilliant. fantastic. They really are. So much fun.
1: Yeah, loving the West Country yeah. accent. Yeah. West Country people are of, of gardeners. Yes, I can't garden for insert profanity. No, I, I'm not.
0: <laughs> I don't have the patience. Really, I love, I love the idea of it. I go to garden centres and I'm like, I love all these plants and stuff. Yeah, me too. But I, I have a bonsai in my room that yeah. has officially met its last. Has in, it? Inhalation are you going to build it on. into a piece of terrain or something?
1: I don't know what you're talking about yeah you are if it dies I will turn it <laughs> you into you should
0: I will that would be ace yeah, it was like good. a memorial
1: good absolutely gutted mm. that's because my room is like if you turn off the light there's virtually no natural light in there Because GP surgeries are built so that people can't see in the mm. windows so you, you tend to find that they're quite dark unless you turn the lights on right okay um, so I just don't think it's had any, any sunlight I want to put it on the window it got too cold Ah, oh. What we've also had this last month is the release of the last two wall bands from Nightball. The Sylvanair and the Are they out now? Yep. Ah oh,
0: and the Caradron. The Caradron. Well that's quite exciting because that means it can't be that long until The next one. The next one.
1: Yeah. Maybe we get to see all the pictures of I love their little artwork yeah. Get all excited about what's coming next. I absolutely love the wall bands. I think even if I didn't collect or play, I would still pick them all up, because I think they're just fantastic models. And they're such a lovely little gateway into messing around with the different races. Yeah,
0: definitely. They're ace. I like them. I like them. I like the game. Just I haven't got to. They're doing an online version. I know. That's Dangerous. Cool. If that's mo- on a mobile... Well, I, I, I can't see that wouldn't be on a mobile platform. Um, I don't know, actually. Because that's just, like, built for that. That's exactly what it should be, isn't it? do 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 Talk about the Tree Man while I look that up. Oh, the Tree Man. Okay. Oh.
1: Tree Man's interesting, isn't it? I think it's divided a lot of opinion. Um, But I... Th- I think it's fun. Um... I think it suffers... It looks like it suffers a lot from the, the the same sort of thing that the troll suffered from, in my opinion. But you don't really get the model until you've got it in your hands. Yeah. And the troll I didn't like in the photographs. The only time, the reason I bought one was because I needed one for my goblins. I think it's worth saying that when it comes to Blood Bowl, you are limited quite a lot by the size of your base. Yes. So your your bigger beasts. Still have to fit on a blood bowl base, so it's quite. It's an interesting model. It's not what I would have done.
0: It's on PC. Cool. What the,
1: the treatment, Dan? Or have you changed topics again?
0: Well, you were only providing filler. I was actually providing the true topic, and I've now found my answers. Okay. So
1: Underworlds Online is going to be on
0: the PC. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So and, and the tree man. What do you think of the tree man? Um, I used the raised eyebrow emoji mm-hmm. when I saw him. Um Like many things, it is good to see them in the flesh. Bye. I will be looking out for this weekend the Lord Borak yeah. and the tree man, because both of those, I feel, are not... They're just not in the same place as the other Blood Bowl stuff. Yeah, um, I I said that about Lord
1: Borak when I saw him. I, I mean I've genuinely loved everything everything they've done for Blood Bowl. Even the teams I didn't like. Even the Nurgle. Not massive
0: fan of Nurgle models for the most part, though I think they're great for painting, but <coughs> I've liked them all. The detail on both of them seems oversized to my eyes. Like mm. I I will I do want to see it, because sometimes the paint schemes can do that a bit and the angles and stuff. But on both of them it, it just seems like yeah, it just doesn't seem to be up to date with modern, like fine Yeah sculpting technique and uh, which is odd. So anyway, it might not be like that. Yeah. Um,
1: Cause I, I am we haven't spoken about these. The Hurfling Blood Bowl team. Oh now they are absolutely phenomenal. There's a squirrel. There's a squirrel on the tree now.
0: Is there? Yeah. Oh, well, that's it? it. I changed my mind
1: then. He's <laughs> a, and a woodpecker. Is that really? Yeah. Woodpecker. This is why I, I quite like those. a lot of what's going on in the treatment. I, I think that it's going to be a lot more in person, if you know what I mean. You know? Yeah. Well, um, we get a chance to see him soon. The halflings, though, are just out of this world. Absolutely brilliant. And now I want to see them in Age of Sigma because <laughs> they, they were in War of Fantasy ages ago yeah there's no reason why we can't have like halfling musketeers in Age of Sigma they're no, great they, they've got cooking pots as they, helmets
0: they have got it's cooking
1: fa- pots it's fabulous it's absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant one of my favourite things as soon as I saw them i nearly ditched my goblin team gone forever who needs them
0: when you've got that you and the tent, isn't it? That's because I like to look things up when we're talking. So oh. Look at what we're talking about. There I recommend it to anyone. Follow along with us online. It's so good. Great, it's aren't so they? good. Yeah, absolutely brilliant.
1: So let's, well, let's finish off this section with something that we know very little about, but we've been showing a lot of pictures, so it's worth talking about. Warcry.
0: So, the best thing so far about Warcry, I saw you were about to talk, so it was clearly a point for me to speak, um, <laughs> is the themed nature of the two bands we've seen to the realms that they are coming from. I flipping love it. The, the metal realm yep. guys, the golem people. Yep. Brilliant. Yep. Just brilliant. And, um, you know, the guys, the beast realm people, Clearly from the realm of beasts. I uh, brilliant. Yeah, cannot wait to see what else. Yeah, we're going to get, and
1: I'm really pleased to see that it's they're not just limiting it to chaos either. So no, there's other things that are going yes. to be in there. I was worried that it was going to be like a, a chaos game, which would be a real shame. I think because the as much as I like a lot of the models that chaos have, they don't. Capture my imagination
0: In the same way Pardon me But the fact that There's going to be An Iron Jaws gang Oh So excited about that Munchkin Warhammer Age of Sigma We haven't even spoken About that That's exciting Oh my goodness There's just too much There is too much There is too much Especially Now There is too much Because we're starting To get things That are painted Like The chibi dudes And The action figure And Munchkin you know, they don't have that same investment in time. time that stops you getting everything else. They just take your money and look awesome. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm going to have to fill that shelf up with some in. Chibis. Ah, they would be everywhere. Imagine them doing Fantasia dancing music. No, that will no, no, never sit, dude. Because I reckon even at six you know tall, I never it imagine, I'm going to put... Really Next time we do one of our away weekend things, i just put him on your pillow like that next <laughs> to your head he and them. then wake you up in the like, oh, <gasps> and leave you there like...
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even six
0: <laughs> inches tall, they kick my ninja ass. El- a nin- ninja answer. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm hoping to see a lot about Warcry this weekend. How can he go up your nose and, like, stamp you from the inside? Which,
1: which means that (laughs) when people are listening to this, they probably know a lot more about Warcry than we do at the moment, recording it on Friday night. Um, but hopefully in the
0: community section, we'll have a little chat about what we see. Yes. Well, and you can talk about it into the wilds. I think it'd be ace if you did that section then as well. Right? So that we can go to bed. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Next, well, next will be the community section, which will be hopefully at Warhammer Fest. Hopefully at Warhammer Fest. It's got a lot of planning. Oh, it's spot Maybe. on. Well, I'm not involved this time, so there's like no elements of planning. Nope. But nope. that's
1: all right. And then we'll do we'll sort into the words out at some point.
0: Yeah, I might tag it on as an interim section because you look like you're about to fall asleep Born to be wild <laughs> I just had this sudden feeling like I thought of something I wanted to talk about for Into the Wilds but Tom can talk about Into the Wilds because he's bought a six millimetre Napoleonic army has he hmm anyway it's still the Mortal Realms but we are going to go now yep it's been great fun up to now there are two more sections to go I know but let's face it, they ain't going to be as good when I'm not in them. <laughs> so, guys, if you do want to just stop listening now, go for it. Um I'm sure Ben will think of something interesting to say, but we'll be able to summarise that in a couple of lines. So, Ben, it's, as ever, been a real joy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> guys, enjoy the community section. Enjoy the wilds. Have a great month. And next time we talk, Dan will be covered in baby puke. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah, <that's fine. laughs> Bye, guys.
1: <laughs> Hi, guys, and uh, welcome to the community section. Um, I just thought I'd record a little intro because there's a few things that we'd like to do before we get on to, uh, a chat about Warhammer Fest. As you guys know, um, if you've been listening to us, we run a painting competition in our hobby forum. It's a three monthly painting competition. Um, but, uh, essentially there's a category every single month. Uh, so every month we, we come up with a, uh, theme such as grime or shiny, uh, or stealth. Uh, and the, the people in the hobby forum uh, set about painting their models uh, and they uh, hobby foreign them themselves judge uh, or choose the best one uh, every month at the end of three months all of the winning entries are put into a kind of final uh, competition on the main page uh, and the winner of that gets a prize so that we're at that point now it's three months i can't believe it's been three months but it is and uh, we have reached um, the point where we can announce the winner of our first uh, three-monthly painted competition the people who made it through to the final uh, was from January with Arcane Power, was Rob Jones with his Stormcast, and from February with the Grime, uh, John Hammett uh, with his Goliath gang leader, uh, and March with a the shiny theme, um, Geraint, uh with his Navigator. All three of them are really superb entries, um, and the winner is this month, John Hammett with his Goliath um, gang leader. So, John, um, you've... Earn yourself a twenty-pound gift voucher from um, Curtain Games. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Curtain Games are, they are a uh, game uh, and store, uh, sort of venue and store uh, in uh, Crediton in Devon. They're a fantastic little venue, a real gem hidden away um, in the in the countryside of Devon. They've got loads of gaming space um, some really cool setup areas, uh, role-playing room. Um, and a podcasting room if you fancy starting a podcast Um, they've got a great shop stocked up with all sorts of stuff Um, and they are run by a really generous, really friendly team um, who um, really are quite a pleasure to deal with whenever we we do. Um, they run fab events so please head on down to um, their Facebook page um, have a look, see what's going on because I promise you if you go to one of their events you're not going to come away disappointed they really do put on a good show Um, so that's our three monthly competition, but we're already into the next cycle. Uh, this month's, the first of the next round um, for the next competition, next three monthly competition, um, was Stealth. And we have had um, some really cool entries this time. So, uh, really thinking outside of the box, we've had an invisible predator, we've had miniatures from Infinity, been a really cracking sort of set of stuff there. So, uh, the winner of that one, so top three, just sort of pick them out. So in first place we have John Payne um with his Infinity Model, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, like a Recon Soldier, and she is really rather excellent. Um in second place uh we have Ben Chambers with his really lovely Delat Gang with a red glow coming up from the collars. And in third place, uh an Invisible Predator, um which is, is really cool, and that's done by Ross Barable. So those three guys um, will be entered into, uh, well, the winner, which would be um, John Payne, will be entered in the three-monthly three, three monthly draw for next time. Um, and so the one that we're currently running for next month, which we will announce next month's episode as the winner, and the the uh, entries will finish at the end of this month, which is May, um, is Elemental. So anything that um, fits that theme, can be earthy or water or fire or rockery, Anything that you could convince us might fit into the topic elemental. Um, that's this month's um, theme. So, guys, I'm going to um, hand over to a few, well, past me, who was at Warham Fest with um, Tom and Dan. Um, Dan Wasley, not Dan Jolly. And um, we are going to have a chat about what we saw on day one. and And then we'll bring the episode to a close. Hi guys, so welcome to the community section. Um, I'm here with Dan, Nine Inch Charge, Wazard. Hello. And Tom, the tank. Hello. We've had a bit of a day at Warren Festival and just wanted to have a chat about it. So um, where should we start? I think the place I'd like to start is the paints, because we're all quite excited about it. I feel like they're going to change everything. Um, Really simple system. We talked about what we thought it was going to be earlier in the podcast, and it seems to Ticking two boxes, so it's a a wash that acts as a base coat. Um, Simply put over uh, an undercoat spray that's going to be part of the system, and um, I think it's going to solve a lot of people's problems. What do you guys think? I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Like, in terms of
3: getting a horde army onto the table, there isn't going to be a better way than doing that, because it'll do your base coat, your wash, and your highlight in one thick coat
1: yeah I think what I like about it is today we've been seeing what just one coat of it can do, and actually as a sort of a, as a base coat for the things that you can do on top of it. I'm really excited about where people are going to take that. I was talking to
3: one of the guys one of the army painters, and he's been using it on top of metallics, and he's been using it um with a bit of medium that very medium they're going to bring out for it yeah it's got its own special Mm. medium rather than a medium Yeah. so he did an arm on a chaos model Mm. and then it was like it it wasn't an arm it was what it was a
2: talent from a chaos possessed I think it's one of the chaos possessed oh yeah
3: yep but he blended it so he had a bit with the medium on and then it sort of went darker towards the end of the talent yeah and look it looked amazing
1: but did you have the model there did he? yeah yeah What was really cool today is that they had um, cabinets filled with armies that people had painted using the new system, Um, and they all looked great. I thought there wasn't one where I looked at it and thought, that's not really that good. I wouldn't...
2: No, they did all look phenomenal. It's interesting to just think, like, (coughs) they spent, I don't know, I think someone was saying they spent six, seven months with them, so they've been around for quite a while. It's The techniques they've developed on how to make it look like a proper army and not just somebody banged a load of wash on a model. It's just incredible. Just to think, like, we spent half an hour on a Stormcast-sized model and had a model you could put on a table, you know, and it would look good if you just spent a bit of time on the base. Just anyone new into the hobby, it's a a, bit of a game-changer, really. If you're asking me. (laughs) And
1: it's got We've already seen some feedback from the general community, which is a bit of a shame, I think, because, but, and I remember when, when airbrushes first became a thing, it was the same kind of comments. I was cheating, I'll be using, I'll be using the old methods, the proper way of painting, and all that kind of stuff. But I think these have an application for everybody from the beginner who just wants a model painted on the table, where they can spray it with a base coat, put a few washes on, and it looks reasonable, right the way up to... And it was said by more than one person today, wasn't it, that the heavy metal team have been using these in what they've been doing for at least six months, and no one's been any other wiser. How they've been using them, we don't know. I'm not sure if they've been just no. putting them on this yeah. base coat. They might be using them in a slightly different way, because... They're really technical. They're top world, you know, world class painters that they're, they're going to worked out ways to use them differently from what we've been shown today. But I think that's the beauty of it. They feel like a product where you can really start to manipulate those properties and get some really awesome finishes. I think just if you're not sure, just give it a go because
3: that's where yeah. we were, where we weren't sure. And then we gave it a go and we were really blown away by it. And I get what people are saying to some extent. And if you want to paint a certain way, then you can still carry on painting that way, but just don't get in the way of people who are struggling to get their armies on the table, because ultimately, it's much better to see a fully painted army on the table.
2: Going to an event when everyone's got fully painted armies. It's so better. It's incredible. I remember doing that Horus Heresy, (coughs) um, Horus Heresy narrative campaign where everyone put like tons of effort in. Yeah. And just be able to have that at every event, even go to your late, you know, your local game store where you see your unpainted models, just actually everyone having fully painted armies all the time is going to be, well, it's going to be amazing. yeah, oh, It's just incredible getting models painted on the table. It's yeah. ridiculous.
3: I think the flesh tone, I think everyone will
1: come out yeah. and buy that one. Well, the, I think what surprised me is this isn't, when there's been a new paint before, like the foundation paints way back, or the washes, although the washes were kind of a return to washes after a brief hiatus into inks, but there was only like 10 of them or like a small selection. Yeah. There was a lot of these. There's so many yeah, colours, yeah. it's quite ridiculous. And because there's two different base coats, you can double the number of colour outputs, outcomes you get. Yeah. So I think...
2: That's not including what you can do if you, you know, to get your airbrush out and put a bit of work in before. Yeah. Because we're obviously working off creams in yeah. grey. So you could probably do quite a lot. I'd like to get... Like the Vallejo metallics out, which are obviously super bright when you take it to the highest highlight, and super and smooth be, as well, and super smooth. Yeah. And then play around with the uh, contrast paints because that'd just be great fun. I think <laughs> I was saying
3: that people in the in the paint studio have been trying out doing pre-shading before adding them yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Dry brushing like quick xenophores with Xenophil, the yeah. spray cans. I think the only
3: thing that I wouldn't really use them on is they didn't. The way they pull, I wouldn't use them on large flat surfaces.
1: Yeah, I think it was a shame that they yeah. chose the space brain to do their colour. It, it definitely looked better on organic surfaces. So like, like the skink the scale skink, was skink, scale and yeah. um like Nurgle, it looked really good on yeah, Nurgle. Incredible. But actually I think with the space brains, I think if you didn't let it pull, if you if you got the consistency right before you put it on, you could end up with an almost perfect finish. Mm. Um, I think it's just that the, you could almost rush them to, I remember when I started using washes, like, way back, when they came back out as washes, there was very much this sort of, they were almost selling them in a weird kind of way, a bit like these new contrast paints, and I was just whopping them on a colour. I'm like, oh, look, that's really good. And then it would dry like a horrible pool, and I'd be like, oh, I'm not really sure about that. But then I quickly learnt to be able to manage where those pools were. So I think there's going to be some learning. I, mean, I don't think any paint product they're ever going to release is going to be 100% perfect, 100% of the time when you first start using it. Yeah. But I think I haven't seen a product ever in a paint range that has been that easy to get really nice results straight out of the pot. And we're not, you know, we weren't watering them down when we were messing with them, right. were we? We weren't right. messing with the mediums. We were they just didn't the
2: mediums out. straight
1: from the pot, straight on the model. And, but you know, some quite like the concept of them as glazes and overtones as well. Mm, yeah. The building up like different colours over like a an original sort of setting down some browns and then working up with some other colours, for example. I'm quite quite like to see how they're gonna blend at the edges and whether they're gonna be easy to sort of draw out and smooth that transition or not. I'm quite quite interested to see how that pans out. But they're not far off now either, are they? They say no. June. And there's two sprays, and one's a cream, which they called Wraithbone, Wraithbone, and, and one's Wraithbone. a grey, and the grey gives you like a slightly more subdued tone, and the cream was really punching it up. I'm not really sure what the <laughs> what the voodoo is behind that, but they were really different. Um And there was, how many paint colours were there? There was a good 60, wasn't yeah. there? It? it was a lot. Or 30, and they doubled it to 60. Something like that. That's we right. had 10 today. Yeah,
3: we right. I think that was less than half the range, isn't it? Yeah, a whole lot less.
1: I mean, it's colours of white. There's a black. Yeah, They're actually, put over a grey, it looks like you know a black model. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really good. It's called black tempera. I'd be quite interested to see how many black temper armies are going to be done with just you know grey black stuff on and see what happens. The black white and the flesh are the ones I'm most excited about. <coughs>
3: yeah. Just because personally I hate painting those colours. Yeah, Does it take ages.
1: And don't think you're alone. I think there's a lot of people <laughs> yeah. who are the same.
3: Um But that and a and like we you, that, there was that horror, wasn't there? That was blue and one highlight. That was amazing. Yeah. If it's I could get away doing white with that and one highlight, yeah, that will be that will save me so much time and effort. And because
2: I don't know, just white just never works for me. It's a tough colour. It is having to build it up with a brush is a bit painful. Yeah. That's what I mean with the techniques. I don't think that was just like slapped on.
3: No. He's done some wizardry to, yeah.
2: into that. It's paid off massively.
1: Yeah. This is what I was saying about how I think straight from the pot, as a beginner, yeah, absolutely, there is definitely a place for that. Absolutely. But I think with the, I don't want to use this term with as much respect as I can, the better painters, they will be finding different ways of using them and, and manipulating Creative them. Creative painters, yeah. yeah. Uh, and really sort of hammering down. Because one of the things that is going to be different about these is that the properties aren't going to be quite what everyone's used to. So a wash is quite easy to understand and easy to manipulate. A paint certainly is with water and pigment. And you, you know, people who are really good at painting will be able to get that spot on almost every time they put their brush to the palette. These are different. The medium is different. It's a whopping concentration of pigment. I mean, it was, it was colouring the water like. Yeah and it was a nightmare to get out of your brush mm, so, it was was. In there. so I mean there's, it's going to take some getting used to I think but and for using them for other, other applications but I reckon I reckon they will be I reckon the commission painters will be making <laughs> so they'll be dancing around their studios yeah. at this point um, I think for me that was the highlight of today um, and I think it was one that I wasn't expecting to be the highlight of today I knew it was going to be talked about I knew they were going to release it I'd almost forgotten about it until I talked about it with Dan yesterday, and and I was really disappointed when a whole floor was dedicated to it. I was like, really, that's what this is going to be about. But then the more of the day went on, that it kind of started to seep in. You know, the, you, know you see an arm that has been painted with them, you think, oh, actually, that's quite good. And then you talk to a person who's demoing it, and you're like, oh wow, that's pretty cool. And then the nail and coughing was when <laughs> I sat down and did it at the end, and I was like, oh, okay, these are really, really good. About everything else, what was... Because I don't think there was a great deal of reveals today. It didn't feel like there was a lot of news no.
2: that we haven't seen already, was there? In the past couple of weeks, no. There was a um Knight by Phaeron for Adeptus Titanicus. There was, yeah. Which is just an incredibly it's great small, model. lush model, isn't it? Every scale, that's a good model. Yeah. It's like a little... Solid lump of
1: yeah. metal and gun—it's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> ace. Um, and to be able to put them, field them in units, Yes. <laughs> <that's gonna be laughs> it's going to be incredible. I, I was really quite excited about the little kind of gubbinsy stuff that they released. I think that wasn't, yeah, like, like entrance hatches and you know air vents and that kind of stuff. That because I think with Titanicus, one of the things that they're missing, I really hope they do is put normal stuff in to scale them. Yeah. Like, um, they have made them, but they're not releasing them, because they were made by the, the team to, to go on their own models, and they've been casting them up. But, like, the little um, shipping containers and yeah. barrels, yeah. they really add a sense of scale to, like, a warlord, when the shipping container is the size of, like, a blade of grass, and you're like, well, okay. <laughs> but this is. I think it makes them yeah, puts it into
2: perspective. It's all about seeing it, as you kept talking about all day. and seeing it from that human perspective, isn't it? You it know is. how big a barrel is. Yeah, but you don't know how big. I don't how think visualise a Warlord Titan. Into I don't you think see we it could comprehend to. it, could you? No,
1: I mean the scale of it is just phenomenal. <laughs> so you have to have a point of reference. Where you're are like, as I think with the with the Warlord, it's the door on the back. You yeah. know that big door <laughs> with like the plate, <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's the door <laughs> to get yeah. into it. And I set the door into a skyscraper. I think that. Yeah. And the specialist games also had, um, uh, the some new Bug Ball star players. So the, the branch, Dryad. What was she called?
2: I forgot now. Right. wasn't in that seminar.
1: She was really nice though. Yeah. This one and
2: really I'm happy stuff. to
1: say, having seen the tree man in person, it's much, much better than the photograph. Because I think you need that side view to get the forward momentum and the long, great big nose. I think it works quite well actually. Um, you know, I don't think the photo did it any justice at all I keep an eye out for him tomorrow, I didn't see him today Didn't you? No I was really quite pleasantly surprised by that Because I have been a bit sceptical about it over the last week Dan was really not <laughs> loving it at all But I think when he sees it tomorrow he will change his mind a bit Um. I just got too distracted by the Age of Sigmar
3: scenery The modular like yeah. the Modular scenery you know, they've brought out for that and start watching someone deconstruct it, and then reconstruct it in a different way, and then building like the, where the stairs go up, building another piece on top of that to give it give it extra height. Yeah. As soon as they started doing that, nothing else in the room really mattered to me. Yeah, it is like Lego, isn't it? Yeah, it works quite in a similar way to the Titanicus train, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: mm. yeah. I, I think it's a really good idea, to be honest, and it it fits together really nicely. It's not. This it's designed to fit together, you can sort of plug it, in. and like you said, he was just changing it there and then on the table, wasn't he? Creating a yeah. little—I can't get over how big it is. I mean, it almost like takes up the board. It could almost be like most of the board if you wanted it to be. With very little effort, I think. How many kits did he have there? Two. I think. Yeah, could easily fit up two by four, two by four, like the whole centre of the board, here. wouldn't it?
2: Especially if when new General's Handbook comes out, they're going to have that meeting engagements, a thousand points, you're going to want a lot more terrain on the board.
1: Yeah. So <coughs> that was that was from the Age of sigmas so we'll talk about that now. I think um, I was expecting to stay an Army release, or an Army preview. I genuinely was. I was a bit disappointed when that didn't happen. Um the Warcry stuff looked nice. Really excited about that.
2: There's, a There's l- some fantastic models. Yeah.
1: I was a bit upset to hear that they're not going to do gangs for the other factions yet. I know. Just sort of giving them rules is fine, but I wanted new Iron models. But then I always wanted new Iron John <laughs> models. <laughs> on, Everyone wants new models for their faction, don't they? So don't New know. and old.
2: Yeah, new and old.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That bombshell got dropped twice today. Yeah. When are we going to get two Kings back?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they were well. They were dead before they started. They <laughs> are <laughs> <laughs> just well and truly pleased. Just,
1: just, just them leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'm quite excited about the next generation of Underworlds. They sneak peeked one of the models today. And I'm pretty convinced it's a line ranger, whatever they call them now. A line from the High Elves.
3: It does have a bit of an elfish look to it. Um It's wearing some sort of crown on the front of it. and the I wish you could see it from the front, because the profile makes it look like it might have a jewel on it, like yeah. the old High Elves do. But it's just the way they've taken the photo, it's all, almost sort of just, you can't quite tell. But if you had a front on picture... Then it'd probably tell you whether or, whether or not it was, although hopefully it is. People are already said, like, we're not the only people who think it looks like that. I've already seen, um, AOS Shorts has already posted on Twitter that he thinks it looks like that, so.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty convinced by it. Because we've had, like, a couple of, um, the rumour mills have looked a little bit
3: high-healthy, I thought. What's, um, yeah, and what's exciting about that is, is often what, what starts off in Underworlds ends up yeah. in Age of Sin
1: yeah. yeah and if you have a few sort of Lion Rangers I'm really excited about that thought because I've said it a number of times that would be my drop everything release if they're released by, <laughs> by <it>. the Tyrion's <laughs> elves I'd be done I'd be like right, goblins can wait the elves are happening because <laughs> <laughs> I just think they're so good and they were always my army and I never had the ability to paint them and do them justice and every time I thought oh I'll start painting them I'd paint like a small unit of them and i just think oh they look awful. So I'd just stop.
2: You'd be able to give them a go for the new contrast paints. Yeah. The new white contrast yeah. paint. Yeah. Do you remember the piece of artwork where it was the elves versus
1: chaos and the elves were virtually completely white. There's just like hues of blue and silver and white and like a huge group of shield wall just to and it was like light versus dark. That's my favourite piece of Firefar. It's like this sea of purity facing off against like the it's unstoppable griblies Yeah, <laughs> 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 <That face laughs> the elves. Yeah. yeah, no, I love that. That's one of my favourite pieces of art.
3: Oh, that was something in the reveal as well. Actually, talking about elves
1: in Warcry, there was a Chaos Elf, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, that's quite cool because in the in the realm of metal there was a chaos dwarf as well, mm. so that's pretty exciting. I think actually, sort of really sort of changing, knocking down those barriers that existed before about you know, who, who the chaos cells were or who the chaos doors were and what chaos was. Getting rid of those completely allows them to do like so much more cool stuff, like having. A, a chaos dwarf stuck in the middle of a metal warband, whose boss is just horrible. It's like yeah. this massive lump of iron in the middle of like these like normal sized dudes with hammers as hands. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I stay well away from him. Um Like the snake dude, I think is the equivalent from the new one, isn't it? The guy with all the snakes around him. Yeah, so like, like boss, boss leader.
3: I can't remember what they were called,
1: they're the poison dudes. Yeah. Zeech. <laughs> Sneaky stabbers. Sneaky stabbers. So, we're gonna get five, aren't we? So, we have undivided, which is the beasts, realm of beasts. And then the iron ones definitely look corn, don't they? The realm of metal. Yeah. Um, and those guys today are, I don't remember what they're called, serpent something. They, they are Zeech, aren't they? Like poison blades. and... <laughs> Yeah, they felt like it's each to me. And the snake I well, well. like, looking
2: at the aesthetic of them, I'm not sure if they're particularly aligned. I just think they're just up to mischief. You know, yeah. just going around, causing some trouble. Maybe that's something
1: else that they're also trying to do, is break Don't down want, this like, idea yeah. that they're sort of God-specific war bands. That's... They're not everyone's aligned <clears throat> to one of the gods, are they? That's true. I like their little motto. Like, was it? Strike once. <laughs> and make it count. One, one, one kill. one one kill. One, one kill. kill yeah. That was it. Savage. Absolutely savage. So, my favourite seminar of the day
2: was Lord of the Rings one. Oh, it's always a good one.
3: I completely agree.
2: Always a good one.
3: I don't play Lord of the Rings. I've never played Lord of the Rings. And the guys there today just really captured me with their enthusiasm. Yeah. And work ethic... And just what they're trying to do for their community and how they listen. Yeah. They're and true. I think they're lucky is that their lead time is a lot, is a lot shorter than what they're doing for Age of Sigma yeah. and another game systems where they're saying that they wrote a book in a couple of weeks. Yeah.
2: give <laughs> it a two week window. <laughs> that, <laughs> that dude must level. have been absolutely yeah. ruined by this. Yeah. <laughs> that.
3: But that's <laughs> great though because you can get the feedback and then you, you can, you can respond
1: to it or sort of almost instantly. What I'm amazed with about that release is that given that they had two weeks to write the book, I wonder how long they had to sculpt the models because it's not like they've just released a book and gone, oh, here's the Scouring of the Shire. They've released a book, at least eight Hobbits, a bunch of ruffians, a Hobbit house, which is by far the thing model-wise that just blew my biscuit today. I thought that was absolutely (laughs) wonderful. It's like a... It's a kit with just, like, the doors and windows, and then you do what you want with them. And they've given them to, like, a bunch of people to mess around with. And one guy had a vegetable patch. And there's a <laughs> garden. And there's one with flowers all over it. I think it's just absolutely fantastic. I can see me having, like, like, a hobbit town, just because I enjoy baking the first one. I'm like, oh, I want make another one. And another it <laughs> another just, just seems like a wonderful hobby project. What well, I'm really excited about, it. I was talking to Dan on the phone Um, during dinner is, is that it's a product that in, asks you to put in half the work. It's not a fully done hobbit house. It's the stuff to allow you to make the hobbit house. And I really Mm -hmm. like that. I always liked that about Lord of the Rings books that is that they'd have the scenario and then it would tell you how to make the scenery to make the scenario. And I feel that that is a real, like, yeah, like, um, yeah. Move into that direction again. Remember
2: getting the magazines, you know, the Lord of the Rings magazines It tell you how to make all of the scenery and... Helms uh, deep out of cardboard. Yeah. It's, it's just like, yeah, you can... It's like bits from your home. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you can actually, with a bit of time and effort, <clears throat> you can actually make that. I think I think
1: that's going to be cool with it. And they're talking about more scenery for Lord of the Rings, so it's on their radar. We yeah.
2: um, were talking about that last year as well. Well, some just generic... Generic scenery, so you can, you know, you can get boards together that don't look, mm. you know, out of place. But they can be really effective for other systems as well. So if they
1: do things like the wildwoods, those trees could be used across yeah. everything, really. You know, if they're doing ruins, there's no reason why those ruins can't be an Age of Sigma or It'd be a bit of a hard to have a crossover to warn 40. Um, like it just walk without <laughs> the quiller on. Imagine yeah. that. wall without the quiller on. That's, like, that's just yeah. staying yeah. the Imperium, isn't Yeah.
2: wall heresy, mate.
1: They paint the quiller on. <laughs> yeah. like, no quiller, no. Paint the quiller on. Spray can again <laughs> 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 The samarbyte would come up behind and go, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you <Monty Python> <laughs> 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 haven't spelt that right. Next. That's good. What else did we see today? Bandai. Oh. Right, so yesterday, we had the sneak peek of the new Bandai model. (laughs) (laughs) That in person was wicked. Like, genuinely wicked, I thought. It's a nice size, really nicely detailed. If the end kit is anything like it, I think it's going to sell like anyone's business. Ben, do you want a job at Bandai?
3: Well, I know about space (laughs) Marines You just you just sold that model, that that doll, whatever it is. Doll. So so much better than the guy from Bandai that was representing
2: it. Didn't know what space marine was. Was
3: (laughs) was asking us what a space marine chapter is and how many there are. I think if you want a job, Ben, you've got it, and you do already have a job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are those little dudes called? Chibis?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: There was more of those today, wasn't there? Like yes. Grey Knight, Space Marine. The assassin, he looks like Eddie.
0: The assassin <laughs> looks
1: like Eddie. I don't know if I've won that on my shelf, though. Give me the creeps. Oh,
2: I've got
1: that. You'd wake yeah. up and you'd be like, it's staring at
2: me. Even, even <laughs> a
1: four-inch Like, four inches
3: <laughs> I think they're really fun. I really like the scale of them. They're just like little sort of miniature Funko Pops,
1: aren't they? Yeah. I've got my Funko Pop today.
0: Woo!
2: Yeah, I've got mine.
1: Dogs talking back, <laughs> awesome. Um, I think the other thing that stood out for me today was the Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. That's like my yeah, end of day delight. Really quality product. That is a lot better than I was had hoped it was going to be. The, the two products that they had there today, the starter's kit, which was really, really reasonable, like twenty two pounds ninety nine. What came in the starter set? So it was a it was a box that doubled up as a DM screen with an extra DM screen with your dice, special dice, um, loads of like backgroundy cards, like town maps and um, artifacty kind of stuff, and the basic set of rules and pre-made characters. So it's, it's, it's twenty-two pounds. Twenty-two pounds. So you'd be playing with a pre-made character, and you'd be playing with a pre-made scenario. <laughs> but it, it reminds me of first quest from Dungeons and Dragons. Did you ever do Dungeons and Dragons? There was a we, box set. Called. Yeah, we, well, we got into the
2: the starter set. We did the Rise yeah. of a Shardalon, which is kind we, of
3: the Dungeons and Dragons equivalent of what you just yeah, described. Yeah,
2: it's like the board game version. Then we got the this like introduction kit mm. that was like essentially make your character and play through the
3: yeah.
2: scenario.
1: Yeah, it's I've pretty much that,
2: isn't it? But from, I don't think that
1: you can create a character. I think you get given your character card. Yeah. And then you play the mission through. Um, I had, uh, like I said, I think it was called First Quest, which was Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, which I think was second edition, wasn't it? was the second version of it. Um, that was quite good, and I think this would be the same. No models in it, though. Um So I'm guessing that the system is going to be more about the role-playing than the the miniatures, which isn't a bad thing. The book is just superb, isn't it? It's it's massive. It's like inch and a half thick. It's 44 quid. And how many classes did you say there wasn't it? At least 40. 40. 40
3: classes. And then obviously you've got your races. Yeah. So then you multiply that by the number of races that there are. Yeah. The artwork in there was and, um, really nice the as well. race
2: affect the class as well. Yeah. So yeah, so if yeah. you,
3: the way you level, you level yeah. as a. So that's just. Changes depending on
2: your race. Yeah, and your class. I like the, um, was it the Reichland map they had as well? Yeah, that, that was, was really amazing. cool, wasn't
1: it? So someone had hand drawn a map of Reichland. <laughs> and it, you could put it on your wall, couldn't you? Yeah. Like, it was stunning. Amazing. Really, I thought that was. I hadn't expected to see that there. I hadn't expected to be so taken by it. Because I'm always worried with role-playing that it is a bit of a time consumer and it is really difficult to get everyone there at a set time regularly. That's quite challenging, I think. It's more challenging than wargaming because you can meet for a game of whatever and then that's it. Mm. Unless you're doing a campaign. And even with a campaign, you don't have to have everyone there all the time, you can have a couple of people there and drop in and that. Whereas with with role playing, you do have to have your, you know, your team, which is at least five people, if not six, and that's quite herding cats kind yeah. of territory, isn't it?
2: But with strong. things like Skype, Discord, you can always, if one of you can't make it for some reason, you can always Skype it in or Discord in mm. if you've got the time. But then, you know, a great DM would just be able to work around it, really, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's true enough.
1: Are we going to talk about Golden Demon? We're going to talk about Golden Demon. It's Golden Demon's tomorrow. Yeah.
3: There are a couple entries that struck me as being particularly good in the cabinet today. There was.
2: Really nice (laughs) (laughs) squig. Real nice. Iron Snake. Not
1: metallic metal Iron Snake. You're try to embarrass me because he's not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put those both in and I, they've both got green stickers and I've been buzzing all afternoon. <laughs> and checking and double-checking and triple-checking well, that they, they, they actually could... do have green stickers. I thought it, I was convinced they'd made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> made a mistake uh, on the both. Yeah. Uh, they're going to come and peel the sticker back off. It's me. what happens <laughs> when you write Ben from the Two Piece podcast yeah. on your entry form.
3: I have to say... Which I did not do before <laughs> <All> that rumor <room laughs> takes any ground. <laughs> the Iron Snake is incredible. In the flesh, yeah. I was so impressed, Ben. Really, Thanks. really impressed. So much better in, in the, the flesh. The picture that you took of it, I thought it looked like a grey model. And then in the flesh, it the non tight metal really looks like metal compared yeah. to the picture. And also... The um, the detail work on the shoulder pads and stuff like that, like when you see it up close, it is incredible. I think
1: personally, I think that's better than the Mangler Squig. Oh, it's yes, yeah, Streets. I spent four times as much time per area on the Space Men. But saying that, your Mangler Squig has got loads of character and loads of presence.
3: And then looking in the cabinet today with the other the other stuff, the Mangler Squig was my favourite model in the cabinet. Really? Yeah, really. Thank you. Really good. Definitely deserving
1: of the, uh, there's the, some, of the green sticker. There's some astonishing stuff in those cabinets already. And the, and the entries close at lunchtime tomorrow. And there will be people who, um, who will only travel down for Golden Deer. Yeah. And yeah. I, I cannot wait to go and, because the standard in there is,
3: is <clears>
2: astonishing. The um, heavy metal challenge is incredible. It literally. really is. Yeah. People have gone above and beyond on that one.
3: Me and Tom are getting depressed looking at the Youngbloods. We Youngbloods, like, my goodness. Why can't we, we do, do this?
2: <laughs> but the, I think the thing is that. And that's not even got the Sunday entries in. I was no. just like, the kids who are travelling down today. Yeah. And you just think, oh my goodness. I think the thing about
1: Youngbloods now is that. Do you think it's like GCSE coursework, where like, basically their dad's done it for them? No, well, I, I genuinely <laughs> hope that that's not the case, but what. I'm thinking is probably happening is that the ki- the kids have got parents who have done the hobby for you know a, for a long time, and even if they've taught them the basics, just the basics, they'd be a million miles ahead of me when I was ten because I didn't. No one taught me anything. <laughs> it was back, that was back when the heavy metal guide was um, was spray them white, block in the color, highlight them, and they will look like this. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like McVeigh's perfectly yeah. blended orc. And you're like, what? Uh, what? How did you get... How <laughs> like you blocked out colour to that? Um, with very... You know, so... I think that that's probably what's happening, is that the skill trickle is just... is coming down. But it's going that way, the top end as well, I think. They're getting better and better as well. Think, yeah. But you're... You're at a place now where... Um I think mean, Max did a really good job of articulating this in in the podcasts, either Voxcast or Stormcast or one or two. And they had a really excellent culture of painting in Games Workshop Stockholm. So people would come from large areas of Sweden to, to you know, to hang out and paint and talk and swap ideas and critique each other's models and push that kind of standard up within the store. That's maybe say just say twenty people. I've got I'm following over a thousand people on the internet. All of them excellent painters. Following all of the people who win Golden Demon, looking at their models, and and everyone can do that. You know, they're right there at our fingertips. There's dozens of YouTube videos, the forum of being able to say, "What do you think of this?" and and getting feedback for some really quality painters. Is, an, is there's no better time than now for that. Um, especially if you choose the right places, and there are some really great groups like heavy metal or heavier metal on Facebook It's is really good for that. You can post a miniature and say, "What would you do differently?" And there's people stalking that group that are, they're like they have golden demons that they could rank up as a unit and use. <laughs> <like it>. yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I think we're in a we're in a really lucky place as painters to be able to have those opinions or those suggestions right at our fingertips, and I haven't come across a person yet where I've gone, well, how did you do that, or how would you approach this? And they've gone, I ain't telling you that, that's my little secret. They're always really friendly, they're always like, oh, well, I did this. And of course, when you're describing, when they're describing it, oh, I use brown, and then I... Highlighted with this and washed it with that. It's it's a little bit like heavy milk. <laughs> you know, yeah. So there's clearly a lot of other stuff that's gone into it of of skill that brush control. But they're still willing to tell you what they've done, and you can take it away and sort of apply it and think about it. Um, and like I said, I've not come across a painter that I've asked anything, and they haven't been really really awesome. With that. You've got it.
2: like a lot of painting classes now as well. Yeah, so you've got like courses of paint. Um See studios do their own. Yep. it's just like when you think about the technique you can that that they teach. You can literally go from never being able to pick up, never being, never picking up an airbrush before in your life to being able to paint a miniature, yeah, good enough to go on display almost anywhere in a couple of days just from learning some very basic techniques. Is it's incredible <laughs> to just think like that, you know? And most people those people running those courses are.
3: Top, They're lovely people class.
2: as well. You oh, can stop, you know, yeah. stop any of them and just ask how they did something and they'll happily just be like, this is how I did it. they <coughs> will show you if they could. <laughs> I'm sure. And of
1: course, you've still got the Games Workshop's doing it. Yeah. And the standards in there. Yeah. Get <laughs> every yeah. day. Oh
3: yeah, Garen, just won your competition, didn't he? Your shiny competition.
1: Yeah. Or so the still- of Graves' name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's is the... Yeah. <laughs> normal painter. Um, anything else? What are we looking forward to tomorrow? Right. Warhammer Age of Sigmar Studio Q&A Horace yeah. Heresy pre preview?
2: That'd be good fun. I'm really glad to see that on there because that wasn't on the preview preview. Like well, it's the I don't know, there seemed to be like two previews, didn't there? There was a, a preview today which I wasn't expecting. And I didn't really know where that was. It just sort of appeared Why did on... we not talk about the Chaos Knights? Well, I often... They're filthy <so> characters. <laughs> they're
1: so good. They've got the chaos. Yeah, oh They've goodness. got a more the night bad. box set and taken a screwdriver to it. and that's proved it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great kit, though. Is it? I didn't work out whether it was an upgrade kit or a from-scratch kit, because there's a lot of detail on that. Yeah, I think that. it might
2: be from scratch. I wouldn't be no, surprised. It's it's like like wrong, there's bespoke the weapons in there that aren't anything like the... No the actual night kits. and the carapace, yeah, is, is totally different.
1: Yeah, and that's not like that's something you can just sort of stick on the top and it would work, yeah. is it? It's it's definitely not like the Land Raider Chaos upgrade sprue where you just stuck <laughs> spikes <laughs> yeah. on. It, it, it's um, <laughs> spikes and skulls. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it looks phenomenal. Roy um, Duncan is probably crying in the corner about it. <laughs> no, I was. It was one
2: of your big things today, wasn't it? Yeah, seeing those. and I just love knights. Painting big vehicles is so much fun. It is. And the uh, Forge World Knight Armager kits. you not see any them? Yeah, there. I did. They're phenomenal. I, was, we... I need some of them. Many some. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I said to Dan earlier in the podcast, which you guys haven't had the chance to listen to yet, but... I really like damage kit. The only reason I haven't got them is because if I get a knight army, my bank is going to probably phone me and ask me what happened because <laughs> I will get I will be unable to hold back. I think because I don't know if you know I've got like this weird sort of thing where I can't if I have a knight then that clearly needs at least one armager, if not two. Yeah, if I've got two knights, that needs four armagers. <laughs> yeah, and if I get a bigger knight, then that needs it needs everything else. Everything needs to sort of scale down. Yeah. So. If I got like a big whopping thing that they've just turned into Titanicus, then I'd need at least two of the missile pods on top. I don't know the names do have to excuse me, two of the missile pods on top and then two normal night speech there. That it would yeah. go that's how my brain works and it's really frustrating.
2: i got the same. I was talking to Dan Jolly before Christmas about like recreating uh like a panzer division in using the, um, the Imperial Guard yeah. and using the steel legion. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I need to do that, then I need to go to Forgeworld to get all the support tanks yep. to make that operate. Yep. Yep. And how would that work? And then I'm going to need artillery companies and like anti-tank companies. And then I was just like, oh my goodness, this is insane. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I love the armature model. Um, and if somebody had come to me a week ago and gone, we'd like to improve the Armager model, what would be your thoughts? I'd have gone, well, why didn't you do that? Yeah, it looks completely yeah. fine. Now, I don't know if I want the original. One. <laughs> I just want the one yeah. with all the armor plates down the leg. It just looks so good.
2: It's great and the wacky like forge ward weapons that yeah. Oh, you just don't want to think about what they do. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the just big whopper as
1: well. That was quite nice in person. I don't know what that was called. A massive, the, big,
2: massive siege. Bringer. Yeah, I can't think about what that's called either. Huge. I can't. I didn't realize quite how big that was. It's not. Off the size of a warlord. It's bigger than my head. Yeah.
1: No, not the siege one. Oh. The the new the new knight that was in the same cabinet as the armages. The big round thing, whopping mm-hmm. great big cannons. Or is that
2: not the High with the new weapons? The new weapons.
1: I just can't It, think it what might they well be. be the new, it might well be that. But it looks completely different if it is. Because oh, that one's got. Uh, that was That one's
2: quite boxy, isn't it, though?
1: Like, yeah, it's got well, the weapons quite tucked in. This is quite... Spot. I'm going to up. Up. get it up so you can see it.
2: Did, we not, did it not give us, like, a forge ward brochure? I'm trying to think yeah. about what the good weapons are called, because I've got mm-hmm. them on my <coughs> Death Guard Predators, but they're just twin-linked versions. Super killy death one. Super killy death one. That's pretty much how games watch up.
1: Everything's bigger. Name weapons, yeah. isn't it? We put the word skull in front of it. Skull. Now that's corn. <laughs> <laughs> S- skull, blood, you know. Corn is probably the least imaginative individual in the whole of... I could get away with just sort of slagging corn off yeah. without any resistance. <laughs> <or something. laughs> Excellent. Um, sorry about this, guys. I'm going to just bring this right. up, quickly for... This is what editing's for, Ben. Yeah. That one...
2: Yeah, it is. If you notice, sh- it's like the top. It's, it's, it's. I think the top's just a little bit more curved. It's got the same missile rack. Yeah. But it looks so blocky because the um, the weapons the weapons have the massive plates on the sides, don't they? So you knock that out and actually removes quite a bit of bulk from the.
1: No, I really like it. It's, yeah. It just looks vast because there's big guns sticking out. It spreads itself out. It looks yeah. like a a bouncer. <laughs> I don't want to see one of those things, do you? <laughs> no, no, mind you, I would not want to take it to event. That would die under its own weight. Literally, it like fell on the floor. It would
2: just. <laughs> yeah, you'd you'd be so upset. Yeah, I'd be terrified of that breaking. I must take it to an event because not many people would probably actually own one. It's just like taking a reaver to event. Everyone's like, ah, someone's actually got a reaver out. That's a blast from the past. Everyone's spending a yeah. like quarter of an hour getting out of your army, and then you just stick one more to <laughs> deploy. Yeah. And, then, oh. and then once you've beat them, you've got to tell them if you want to beat this, you need to go by the Warlord. <laughs> so so yeah. happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. What oh, oh, so really. are you
3: looking forward to tomorrow, Ben?
2: Um, oh, Ben wants to play Chaos
1: Mate and get me a code. Do you know, I've never sat down and played the computer games at War Office. I
0: really, really want to.
1: But the, fr- the problem is with those setups. there's no one there policing how long people are on it. So yeah. you could be standing waiting
2: for like 45 minutes while someone just completes
1: Deathwing. Yeah. There
2: weren't that many people there, so I thought I may as well complete the demo mission for Cowsbane. Just how did that, that go? You have know, got all day. You probably could, could
1: complete it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> I do love the way it all looks, though.
2: You need a better laptop than this thing. Yeah. <laughs> to play those on. You need a... <laughs> to hold together get <laughs> don't even know what's going on with that what the string to yeah, hold the power cord in yes
3: but it's better than tape <laughs> <laughs> that's like when I live with Dan and we broke the toilet <laughs> and it, the fl- the flush had to be held upright other- otherwise the system would overflow and I came home <laughs> and he tied a bit of string to the end of the flush that went up over the curtain rail, back down, and then tied it to a tap. And it turned out that he'd spent all the money for getting a plumber on beer and that uh, uh, bit of string.
1: Amazing. Doesn't sound like Dan Jury at all.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, I don't know how, when he pins models and stuff, they stay together. I mean, I once saw... I came round to his house and I needed something cutting and he was like, no, don't do that. Let's secure it. And he secured a clamp stand to the end of a swivel chair. And I was like, like, so you've made it really secure on the clamp stand. And where have you put the clamp stand down? Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, on that bombshell, (laughs) we'll call it a day. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Hi! Hi guys, welcome back. Um, and I hope you enjoyed that. It's, qu- it's quite a knackering day of Warhammer Fest. Um, Been up on your feet for 9, 10 hours, um, running around, getting crazy. Um, so we were all a bit tired. But I hope you enjoyed our reflections on what we'd seen we really did have an awesome time and when Dan was there the second day it just got even more crazy big thank you to everyone who came and saw us we absolutely love meeting you guys um, so it was a real pleasure to do that and um, if you see us at future events then please just come and give us a shout because we absolutely love chatting to you um, so that brings us to the end of episode 43 as ever you can find us on at the two Ps podcast um, on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and we're also on YouTube um, and a little video I posted up of pa- painting using the contrast paints has gone a bit crazy on YouTube um, So you probably find us easier than you did it previously um, But you can come and see it, we have our episodes on there and we occasionally post little videos about things we're up to um, We don't have a great video set up and um, so it's a little bit fun rather than sort of formal but you know, that's good fun so um, we will see you for episode 44 this time really is the D-Day for Dan Um, by the time you're talking to us next he will have um, had his little little jolly or he won't, Harriet will Um, and in the meantime have an awesome time hobbying and um, look after yourselves, bye guys